Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99 It's the Ron and Fez show on a Tuesday in July. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We've got to give out the uh, prize from the caption contest. A lot of people interested in your uh, high school picture. And your dad was saying... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this picture of Shelby has brought us more laughs than love because it looks like you're seeing someone become a real boy. It's like the last scene before the little robot turns into a real boy. Send Molly in here, too, would you? Uh, now, Shelby, your dad said that this night that you were part of this gay extravaganza changed your life. Yeah, maybe changed my year, maybe. I don't know if it changed my life exactly. Um, how did it change? <laughs> it's so good. It's just such a good picture. The, the face now, I'm making, it makes it... It reminds me of, like, in a movie when they're running from people and they try to, like, blend in with the mannequin. <laughs> and then... Like, like when E.T. laid in that closet yeah. around all the other... Nobody you here. Li- you are lifeless. And yet... <laughs> The gay boys surrounding you uh, all seem to be happy enough and twice as large as you. <laughs> the pictures up on the iBank. Um, no one got, I thought, could have topped my line is, um, and I just put, wanted it to be a song, When Will I Get Pubes? Because he does look. <laughs> when will I get pubes? Um. Uh, now, Molly, could you have fallen for this <laughs> little outcast? No. No. No one could. I he don't looks think. like a child. Like, I you don't look like you're in sophomore <laughs> in high school shelves. No. He went up to his room while his parents sat drinking champagne in the kitchen. There was our boy. a blizzard. And, uh... <laughs> you went up in your room in your jammy jams and were reading your Sports Illustrated. And your dad was like, this was the biggest <laughs> night of your life, and you didn't even pay attention to it. I needed to wind down, do some light reading. <laughs> <laughs> it changed Savory, his life. Kid. What happened in the Tostitos By the Fiesta way, can you Bowl? imagine being that disrespectful to your dad the way Shelby is? I, I do not understand what, why he just hates everyone, including <laughs> his father. I thought that maybe there was some love in that direction. The better None. you treat Shelby, the more he hates you. This is something that I've learned from personal experience. <laughs> well, I will tell you this. Talk to me like that once. Where's your dad at? Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, PA. Okay. 
I would have gone to the airport, got on the fucking plane, flew here, and beat him with the cell phone that I was still holding on to. I'm surprised he hasn't been like physically beaten like to a, within because an inch of his Pete's life. He's a good guy. That's the problem. He tried to raise his children right <laughs> instead of doing what he needed to do. Put a goddamn knee on that boy <laughs> at an early age. Just put a knee on his chest and stayed there. Fucking keep him down. Shelby's giving a knee right now in this picture. If Shelby was a baby still crawling around, I would be saying to him, I will fuck you up. <laughs> Keep that... Sh look at me again like that. You I me? will fucking knock your toddling ass out. Is that a gurgle? <laughs> I wouldn't get mad at the gurgle the I way would. you did. I would. Like, control your mouth, little dude. You have, you have no plans to have children. No, none. Yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine. Thank Christ. Yeah. Thank Christ. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. No, if you be that no, happy, I can't imagine either. I would, I would think you would be better off going to jail now <laughs> than if you would have attempted something. I don't know. Maybe it would like. Maybe it would. No offense, Pepper. Tame him a little bit. Like maybe it would. Can't imagine. You know who says that? Loser girls who marry the wrong guy. This scares this me will about change you. Things. Yes, I'm sure. Once I pop this kid out, he's going to be a yeah. different person. I imagine he'd probably be like looking for something in his home really quickly and like just be moving shit around and then definitely take the baby and like fling that across okay, the room. Okay, so oh, you, God, you brought up the fact he doesn't know what he's doing at work. Bullshit. That's what he said to you. He's, oh, he's right. No, he's no, not. No, he's not lying. You're known for that. I'm just saying you're, you think you're hiding in plain sight, yeah. but you're not. Everyone knows you're not getting your work done. See, I see myself more as the dad who locked the kid in the in the car for like all day long. See, I feel I, that's, that's my that's something you feel good about. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's what would happen. I, I would forget yeah, but about the kid. You know the why kid. they do that? Because they're drinking. Oh. There's no other reason. No one ever locks their kids away for seven hours because they're doing charity work. It's always the same thing: drinking and shooting them doubts. Love it, Your Honor. I was shooting them doubts. <laughs> it's no excuse. Uh, uh, Molly, are you uh, planning a family or haven't thought about I it I wouldn't yet? say I'm planning a family like right now, but I... It's in your future, though. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think I'd be a good mom. I'm good Even with if, kids. I mean, only compared to your mom. <laughs> Coldy Colderson. <laughs> She's, um, you know... Who do you think well, drinks more hello, champagne? Molly. Who do I think drinks more champagne? Your mom or Shelby's dad? I'm going to say my mom. She calls it... Shampooch. Oh, no. She has a nickname for her booze of I choice. my medicine. <laughs> Shampooch? <laughs> Only during the summer she calls it Shampooch. How much fucking... Sh I've drank <laughs> like two glasses of champagne my that's, entire life. And then that's drinking. No, no, never won anything, huh? <laughs> no reasons to celebrate. <laughs> no finish line for Chris Stanley. No Shampooch. <laughs> no, I do not get the Shampooch very often. Molly is probably going to be that parent who's just like of oh, every detail of them, like PTA meetings and clubs. They I like to, to volunteer. Yeah, that's called a good mom. They had to play five instruments. Well, I just want them to be enriched, Shelbs. This is why Shelby and me could never be together. We disagree. I, I have nieces and nephews who this, their schedules are unfucking believable. You know what my schedule was like uh, as a kid? Open. <laughs> Sleeping or up is pretty much what you had to do. <laughs> Out or, or in. outside, yeah. <laughs> Out or it in. was normally outside or sound asleep. But these kids, they have to go from one lesson to the other lesson to another lesson. It's totally insane. Yeah. It's I, I know people who like tutor 
and like like younger kids, and it's like it's hard for them to tour the kid because they're all day long they're fucking playing sports or they're doing some sort of bullshit activity for the school. Why you say it's bullshit? It's just <laughs> it an activity. Seems activities like bullshit. are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think activities in general are bullshit. Like it's just an activity. I'm filling some time. It's a no, hobby. It and it's something to do, and you're learning from your hobbies. What would you just think? It's bullshit. You know what's filling time? What's that? You and your friends making fucking bongs out of apples. That's what's fucking bullshit. There's a difference between, like, having violin lessons and throwing rocks at a drain. Like, they're both activities. Oh, uh, yeah, but I'd rather throw rocks yeah. at a drain. Yeah, it's much more I mean, because they fucking bounce. You never know what directions. Great. And you feel like... Ping. Then, then this is the other thing. Hey, let's put some stuff on the tracks. <laughs> we were always doing that just to see the fucking train hit it. Yeah. But then later, you're like... Like, oh, kids derailed the train. You know, I, I remember seeing it when I grew up. I'm like, wait, that could happen? <laughs> I thought it was just to see stuff get knocked off the track. I mean, it's a train. It should be able to go over pretty much anything. I mean, it's a, it's a fucking giant device. Not really. Device? All aboard the device, everyone. <laughs> the device leaves in 10 minutes. What jo what thing could a kid drag onto some tracks besides driving a car onto the tracks that could actually derail a, tr a track? A couch. <laughs> Bullshit, a train go through a couch, no problem. I think a big enough rock could do it. It, it depends. There's a lot of different things, but nothing, not even a penny, should go on the track. See, I think that's badly built trains then. They haven't really thought this thing out. This thing should be able to go through whatever it has to. You should be the defense sure. lawyer for every kid who's going to jail. That'd be great. I'd love to do that. Your Honor, I didn't have all my papers. <laughs> like Shelby said, I don't know what I'm really doing. Now, I understand a device... <laughs> Fell off the tracking? <laughs> what kind of device was it? Train. Okay. Interesting. We're on the mercy of the court. <laughs> Look at this kid. You can't put him away. Uh, Your Honor, if we could have a short recess so I could eat this sandwich in two and a half bites. <laughs> Very hungry. Uh, do you ever think about coming, becoming a lawyer, Peps? What? Why would he? No, I'll never be able to go back to school. Why does he do this? Think about coming a goddamn producer. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. All right, we had the uh, caption contest for this yesterday, and they just pounded the shit out of you, Shelby. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know how many there were, but at least half of them had to be a, have the word "come" in them or "mouth fucked" somewhere <laughs> along those variations. <laughs> Right, this one uh, got picked out because the crowd here, and I'm going I'm, I'm to say this wasn't my choice, uh, but everyone together voted on this one because it was so odd. It's just, hey, gang, I told you I could fit both feet into my anus. <laughs> and that was Albedo. Albedo, congratulations. They got Tron. Signed. Tron signed by Jeff Bridges. Now that is a sci-fi movie where you're just running a nice fucking video game arcade. You get sucked into a computer and then you're playing video games against the computer for your life. I loved it so much. And even like the, the end villain or boss or whatever was so crazy. The first time I saw this, that giant fucking head. Still to this day, oh, uh, I the, the, the initial boss style that oh, yeah. was based on, his desk looking like a giant... <laughs> Screen. I haven't seen anyone do that yet. It was or why you would want it. No, definitely, definitely, I definitely want that. Look badass. <laughs> and then I watched Tron Two, and it was just. The, did you? Have you? Did you even give it a chance? Tron no. Legacy. Don't. 
It's the biggest piece of garbage. You're the biggest piece of garbage. <laughs> no, Tron 2 is worse, and I like Tron 1. Tron 1? Tron 1. That's what it's called now? Everybody was noticing the Asian kid in this pic, but nobody was noticing the Indian kid in the back. He was yeah, way... He was a little dark. Yeah. He ended up winning Homecoming King. Oh, really? Is that right? Yeah, like everyone was like, he's like, he was like a genius, like taking like college math courses, and then they're like, hey, let's let's make this kid Homecoming King. Yeah, what a cool. He feel good about himself. Yeah, this is the coolest place in the world. I wish I was hanging out there right now. Yeah. In the meantime, it's the only school in America you couldn't buy pot because <laughs> everybody was a fucking geek. Look at you. And what school gives a mannequin a goddamn crown? Yeah. I'm I was learning to love. <laughs> I bet you were. I see his face as like one before one of like extreme terror. Like in the movie when they turn around and they know something crazy is happening, that's Shelb's face right before it turns. Yeah, I don't see anything in life there. If I was going to compare it to any movie, it would be Chucky, the fucking <laughs> evil doll. Uh, here's uh, somebody who wants to have a baby with you, uh, Molly. Hey, fuck. <laughs> hey, Molly. Dilly. Listen to me. Well, you just said my name. What the fuck? I thought I was supposed to call you that. Oh my goodness, listen to me. You don't need to worry about being a good mother because I'm going to be a stay-at-home dad while you go out. Oh, Billy. Take all the big bucks for Oh, Billy. Billy, Billy, Billy. <laughs> he told me not to call him fuck because he doesn't like hearing me curse. My I didn't realize that that was any anonymity at all. Billy. Really what are you doing, Billy? <laughs> See ya, Billy. <laughs> But that changes everything for him, huh? He's pissed. He was so edgy as fuck, and now he's just Billy. I know. Billy, Billy, Billy. <laughs> or he's William to Molly, probably. Why would he be? He likes everything proper. Look at how pissed Shelby's getting. At least he's a, an ex-heroin addict. <laughs> Shelby's something you'll never fucking be. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, because a fucking spike would snap your goddamn arm in half. <laughs> there aren't any veins there. Where's this? Where's my blood? He'd have to get fucking uh, go to a place called Works for Children. There'd just be these little tiny fucking needles. <laughs> the thumbtack, little thumbtack syringes. Oh, thumbtack would kill him. <laughs> <laughs> He's that's, jealous though. That's a new game. What? Can yeah, we, you are jealous because Billy's a good-looking kid. <laughs> he is. You got to admit he was a good-looking kid when he came yeah, and hung out yeah, with you. Yeah, he looks good. But he was all over you, huh? No, like we chatted. You know? He's working it. Oh, Billy was working that. God. Jeffrey Gurian. Where man. do you go, Billy boy, Billy boy? What were you yelling about, Gurian? <laughs> he mistook a friend, fuck, for one of the leads in the show Workaholics. Like, legitimately. Yeah, that's... That's... Seeable. Everyone Gurian meets, he thinks is from a television show. He loves it. He just wants to hang. Hello, Fonzie. <laughs> what? He's just working the door. This is my friend Fonzie from Happy Days. Henry Winkler. Okay, Billy doesn't look anything like that guy. Like Adam? <laughs> no, this is I'm fuck. <laughs> I mean, I get the whole workaholics thing. That's your favorite show? I uh, I, I it's a very big in colleges. Yeah, well, I love the pot and all that. Sure, the all pot, that, all that jazz. Why don't they just call it oh, uh, Always Sunny too? <laughs> Straight out of college. I watched the first season, but it's just gotten blown up. It's just crazy. It's just, it's the fucking biggest thing in Comedy Central now. Now you don't right? watch it? It's, it's, it's on a lot. I have to tell Jon Stewart the bad news. <laughs> and Tosh. <laughs> and Amy. You're all out. <laughs> it's fucking, what's it called? Workaholics. Workaholics. Mm. I like it. I think it's funny. Well, then why don't you go marry Billy? 
If that's your big thing now, marrying Billy, go ahead and do it. I don't it. think that that's my big thing. You love him, though. No, I You mean, know his real name. I didn't know his I just know him as fuck. He well, told me to call him Billy because he didn't like me saying the word fuck. I'm worried that he's trying to bully you. <clears throat> and you know what? Maybe you need to go back for summer classes. Summer classes away from fuck. <laughs> he wants to billy mouth you. What Stop the hell? It, dude. All right, never mind. And where does the fucking term fuck mouth come from? It doesn't. <laughs> mouth, mouth Billy. <laughs> I'm retarded. You know what? Your fucking favorite band is Smash Mouth. <laughs> so that's probably why you got confused. They were great, man. Really, you do have a hard time knowing what's going on anymore. You used to be the fucking man. Yeah, I gotta straighten myself out a little bit. Mm. That would probably help me a lot. What's going straighten on, yourself buddy? out what? Oh no, I, I've I've slowed down that a big time. You don't smell like it, really? Yeah, I didn't. You didn't reek shower. of alcohol. I didn't shower last night. Well, I think you did shower, but in fucking Miller High Life. <laughs> it's a champagne of beers, man. I'm back. Oh, so now you know about. <laughs> so I have drank a lot of champagne actually in my life. What is it, shampooch? Shampooch. Shampooch. Call the doggy and mommy's thirsty. <laughs> She has a thirst, that lady. She's a nice lady. Okay. She told me that she hadn't seen you since you were 13. <laughs> no, I did notice this about your mom. I tried to talk to her about you, and she kept talking about herself. <laughs> and that made me nervous. Yeah, that's, that's and I'm bad. like, you know what? You should be so proud of Molly. She's going, maybe I can come in and do your show sometime. And I'm like, where are you going with this? <laughs> this isn't about you, okay? She's this just... is about Molly. Maybe that's why she's running around with Billy the Bad Boy trying to get some attention. And she's trying to give me a plug sheet for him. I'm like, ladies, I, 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 don't, I know you have a polo match or something, but whatever. You're not getting on. We played a little tennis this weekend. It was very... Oh, oh Jesus God. Christ. It's exactly what you would expect. Yeah. Mom just fucking drilling it back out as hard as you can. She was hitting it pretty hard. She, I bet. And then if you brought Billy home, she'd be trying to, you know, well, flirt with him. Get some. See that she still has it. Everyone thinks I'm Molly's sister. <laughs> no, we don't. Don't you think? Come on, she's, she's young. She doesn't know how to take Molly, care of you. <laughs> God. Molly, Molly calls you Billy, but I'll call you fuck. Let's break out all some right, shampoo. Right. Come on. You guys took it the whole wrong way. <laughs> this is why no one likes either one of you. <laughs> Especially not my mom. Well, your mom seems very nice, though. She's, she is. She's great. Yeah. She's a nice lady. Do you think your dad might be too good for her, though? <laughs> They are like an opposite to track situation. Yeah. Like that cat in Paul Abdul. Holy shit. <laughs> That's the weirdest reference what? I've ever seen a young doll go for. That's fucking weird, Shelby. Why do you even know that? <laughs> because this is what he used to masturbate to. But, and the thing is, he pretended he was Paul Abdul. <laughs> Make it out with a cat. A fucking cat was talented. Yeah, and that's to him. <laughs> you know, Paula Dole is one of those girls, and it's not that uncommon, who have a very short window of cute and then a long lifetime of frightening. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It goes from like adorable to, oh my God, that's scary. 
Lisa Turtle from Save with the Bell ended up like that. Okay, let's go to Lisa Turtle. Look at look at young Lisa Turtle, and then look at now what Lisa Turtle looks like now. Lisa Turtle was uh. <laughs> it's bad, man. That's pretty frightening. Yeah, some bad work. What happened though? I just, she just like I was getting older and decided- I mean, she turned into an actual turtle. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not even. I'm talking about personality, everything with Paul, because Paul is still an attractive person. But it's just like a frightening vibe. <laughs> like if you were somewhere and Paul Abdul was coming down the alley, you're like, I don't know. I think she's gonna <laughs> fucking lunge at me. Tara Reid got like that. Like for a little while, she was like America's sweetheart. Then she got that Wild On show where she was going around getting drunk everywhere, and then she like kind of fell apart and got yeah, weird and scary. Tara Reid is one of those people she didn't even know when her tits popped out. You know, yeah. like you're so fucking, fucking wasted. You don't know what's happening. She's like one of those girls who comes back with the bat from the bathroom, and her fucking dress is just tucked in her nylons. She's like, ah, she's trying to tell you a story, but her ass is out. Where's the waiter? I need a drink. Why didn't you call me? You never called me. Her face is almost exactly the same as Shelby's in that pic. Check Holy it out. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, she's like as drunk as your mom is on a Tuesday. Right. Wow. Watch Dude. it, Shelves. I mean, at least her parents stay together. <laughs> that is you're, And they you're invite right me to one. celebrate with them. Yeah. They don't have to celebrate downstairs without me. That's right. Well, I read Sports Illustrated and watch Paul. <laughs> hey, come here, come here, Molly. <laughs> Get hammered with us. Who knows what's going to happen? Shut the door, Pete. <laughs> Paul Abdul's on. <laughs> Don't look at me. Close the door. That was his stand-up. You remember the cat in that Paul Abdul opposite <laughs> track video? Wasn't he so hot? Wasn't he cool? He looks like you should be selling cereal to little kids. Remember when she was a Laker girl? Huh? Everybody, you in the front. You, you know what I'm talking about. That got weird. Woohoo! Yeah, she was a Laker girl. You know a lot about Paula Abdul. <laughs> I'm, her, I'm actually her historian. President of the fan club. Weird Shelby, the weird kid. <laughs> this music video reminds me of Cool World. Love that movie. Remember that with Kim Basinger? I remember it because you bring it up once a week. <laughs> Do I? Yes. You're always like... <laughs> it's like in Cool World. You think Brad Pitt will ever do Cool World too? And I'll just be, it'll be like this. You know what I like? And I'll go like this. Cool World. <laughs> How'd you Because so, you always like it. That's saw, your thing. Saw it in theaters. In multiple theaters or just one? Just one. Just okay. Because so, when you say theaters, you realize that's a plural, right? Yeah. Like You're like, where's it playing next? I enjoyed the 130 so much. Where's the 510? Damn, I'm just going to stay. Maybe we'll get in for free. Somebody told me at the Unmasked that something Hicks does is that whatever movie, it could be like really <laughs> shitty, but he'll defend it. Like, no, I saw it in the theaters, and he's done it like... <laughs> Yeah, a lot. Yeah, like that's somehow a fucking positive. I think it. Well, see, in this day and age with the cloud and Netflix and bootlegging, I <laughs> How feel. How old is he? What? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make a point. That seeing something in theaters is fucking better than actually seeing yes, it on a computer screen. Yes, we know because you bring it up every day. <laughs> I saw it in theaters. Waterworld, you like that? No, it was great. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> in theaters. Now, by the way, you when you say someone told you that on mass, it had to be you, you're, you're just protecting a name. Who? 
Who I don't it? know who it Who's was. Who's the fucking I narc? met a lot of people. I met uh, oh, Sarah. Were you drinking chick. that night? <laughs> yes, I was. Because you were a little shiny. Dude, he was messed up. I was like, hmm. And he came over and said to me, they love us. And I'm like, I have to work. <laughs> okay? I can't be sitting up here with you and Hicks on the second floor, apparently sending people out the door that are going to stay angry. Uh, I got to go do a gig. Jimmy's here! And we're like, yes. How did it go? <laughs> yeah, that's what you said earlier. Oh, you're drunk. He came to me so I only could see some of it. <laughs> me and Zito. We're making out in the back. <laughs> We're having shampoochies. <laughs> I want a little shampoochie for myself. Do you mind? I'll work hard. I earned it. Shelby's drink was pink, just saying. Oh, you were drinking boat drinks? What were Steal you away. drinking? If, if boat is a new code, uh, code word for gay, <laughs> then that's what he was drinking. <laughs> You do me a favor, I want you and Higgs both. Don't take a fucking victory lap until the gig's over. I, I was I was fucking in the back watching. You were drunk. Afterwards, yes. Afterwards would have mean the second I got off the fucking stage. <laughs> Sometimes you know I don't realize how much it smells. <laughs> Get you. Yikes! I was maintaining Molly's safe zone. Brian, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, you brought up uh, women that were at that, that window of cute and then just hit the floor. Uh, the worst example of that is Meg Ryan. She was America's sweetheart for like a, a five-year period. And then if you look at her now, it looks like she's been like washing her face with razor blades. Jesus Christ, that's <laughs> harsh. I wouldn't say it's that bad. No. I think she looks fantastic. I don't know which is before and which is after from that. I don't know how people couldn't like Meg Ryan. Well, I think people hate her. Just they, 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 they I hate, hate them, then. Yeah. They hate her because she gets associated with like the rom-com, so people just don't like romantic comedies because so they start hating them. Who doesn't like a rom-com? Everybody likes a rom-com. I think a lot That's of why they hate keep making them. I, I see them in theaters. Really? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I saw this theaters. film in theaters. All of them. That happens to, like, every hot girl model actress, like that Emily Ratajkowski, how many years before people are saying, oh, yeah, she's disgusting. She's a pig. Wouldn't touch she, her. Uh, she's a fucking freak. Great. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it's not that we hate rom-coms. We hate women in this country. We just despise them. We're just waiting for Kate Upton to just drop off a little bit. And we're just <laughs> going to be beating her. Yeah, well, that's going to be quick. <laughs> you may just get your wish. There was a piece the other day in the paper where they were saying she was walking around town and they said the other girl was hotter than her. Oh, God. And they're like, well, but that other girl's a model, too. <laughs> and they're like, look how, how she's dressed. And I'm like... She's, it's the afternoon. She's why, walking around town. Why isn't she in a bikini? Why isn't this? A, why isn't her fucking day a shoot? People are vicious. They are. They're terrible. There's that thing up on the iBank about Mariah Carey's Photoshop. All right, what is this about? I haven't seen it. Well, it's just another way in which, you know, like, poor Mariah Carey. I think she's gorgeous. It's Terry Richardson shot Mariah Carey. In the and, face? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Will she live? <laughs> She's just fine. Hold on, Molly's laughing in your fucking face, Sorry. Chris, for being what? stupid. What? Because you're an idiot and she's laughing at you. That's okay. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. <laughs> he shot her for uh, 
I think for Vogue, and um, now they've released the fo- pre-Photoshop and the after-Photoshop pictures of it, and it's turned into a GIF to show what exactly he had to do to make her look magazine-ready. Let's see. But they Photoshop everybody yeah, now. Everything is Photoshopped. If you see a, a, a picture printed, it's it's an, it's been Photoshopped. But then they put out, like, I think it was like one of the Vanessa Hudgens, and then the, her whole line was, oh, look, my uh, whole line of clothing... It's not Photoshop, all these pics of me, but it, you're like a gorgeous model. Like, It still looks Photoshop compared to other people. Huh? Where does he get that confidence to start talking nuts like that? I think he's just calling everyone but Vanessa Hudgens ugly. And then he said that sure. she's Photoshopped because she is pretty. Look, it, that, this is not Photoshop, but it, it still looks Photoshop. No, because if you look like... It looks a little bit different than another magazine cover advertisement because, like, if you see on her elbow, there's like wrinkles and stuff like that, and they would get rid of that, and like her hands look kind of crazy. Oh yeah, thanks for really <laughs> stepping out, Shelby. Why I oughta? Shelby, <laughs> you can't bring up topics that are stupid and then be trying to be taught the truth and then be like, "Oh, way to fucking be a dick." <laughs> Your fucking topic was so goddamn idiotic that pretty people might as well be photoshopped because they're pretty. It's the exact opposite of what we're talking about. Um, Cameron, you're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, hi, Ron. I know where Pepper Hicks was this weekend, and it wasn't Long Island. It was Randall's Island. He was seeing the fish concerts. I wish I was at the fish concert. I was not. You were there. You're lying. I wasn't there. You You know, I've known Pepper now for, what, seven years? Going on eight. In that whole period, you've never went to one fish show. (laughs) (laughs) Yet you tell us you are the biggest fish guy of all time, and in eight years, you never went to one fish show. I love fish, okay? And I just I just don't get out to the shows as you've much taken, as I would like. You've t- why don't you go to theaters to see them? <laughs> you've taken an eight-year break from this thing that you act like you're a member of. Well, look, after the second time they broke up, I got really hurt against uh, Trey Anastasio, and I was like, fuck this. I don't want anything to deal with these guys anymore. And it, it took me a while to get over that to want to go to show. He broke up with fish, not you. <laughs> But whatever he he like their last show he had a pro- he had a yeah he had a uh, problem. problem yeah he had a problem that he, he got over it. yeah 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 it's great but still I just <laughs> why don't you just use him as a goddamn role model instead of fucking getting loaded yourself and bitching about him look he I feel just like say look every time you start a sentence <laughs> they they broke my heart a little bit with that last show up in Coventry it was very bad it's very sloppy but you know later on we found out why look they didn't mean to look he's doing his best. <laughs> Look, you can forgive him. <laughs> you still listen to them, though? Yes. Okay. I don't think he does. I like the new album. I have it. I haven't listened to it yet. I do have a copy of it, though. Why don't you listen to it in headphones? Your version of theaters. The ears version of theaters. Uh, here's East, then uh, Rob. Ronnie B, uh, uh, Shelby uh, picking up the baton from Fez. Uh, is he going to be doing regular another catty moment segments? He really does get a little catty, <laughs> like that cat in the Paul Abdul video. You know who, who you sound like? A doll face boy who's never dated. Well, Surrounded by oh a gay God. choir. <laughs> it's a gay prostitute gang. Oh Jesus. 
Um, this really does look like the fucking Warriors on Broadway. <laughs> Warriors, come out and play. Cyrus did it. All right. That's making fun of gays, and that wasn't the point of that. Oh, they're all men. I think this one played football in Florida. Yeah, but you keep pointing at it so the people at home can't see it. <laughs> this one used to be a baseball fairy, but now he's in our gang. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. I think whatever Brian Carey gets, she deserves. I have a buddy of mine who was, uh, he works for Telecom at Sony Music. Okay, well, um, I got two fucking radio shows. <laughs> That's true. So when Tommy Matola was married to her, Nikki was kind of her right-hand man. So he, or his right-hand man. So he goes, oh, fly out to East Hampton and take care of, like, you know, put the flat-screen TVs up and all that crap. But whatever you do, the rule was you never, if you saw Mariah Carey, you scattered like a cockroach that sees the light. So they all fly, they get on top of Sony 55 and Madison there, fly out to East Hampton, land on the property. They're doing their stuff. She comes out around 1130 in the morning with like her silk robe and, you know, her, her goggles or, you know, like those silk things you put over your head when you sleep and stuff. Guy goes, can I get a drink of water? to Mariah Carey, and like 45 minutes later, here comes the helicopter, boom, picks this guy back up, back to back to Sony corporate, he goes. She's just such a yeah, nasty He's walking woman. around with a heart on and going into her bedroom <laughs> asking for water. Ah, ah, she's the worst. Later. Sounds like par for the course. Maybe, maybe she thought he was being creepy. Did you hear about her husband, Nick Cannon, that her, Richard Pryor's son says he wants Cannon to play his dad? Yes, I saw that three <laughs> days ago on the iBang. That would why, be the, why does he fucking talk like that, Chris? What, what is that weirdness? It's, got ro it's the robot thing again. Is that it? No, that would be the worst casting ever, for, especially for Richard Pryor, who, like every comedian, you ask them, hey, who's like the person well, who should that play the part? You? No, we could get somebody better than Nick Cannon, the host of America's Got Talent. Well, it's not the only thing he does. He's an actor. He does do terrible stand-up, too. He works very hard. Yeah, a lot of people work really hard. That doesn't mean you should play Richard Pryor. Not in this room. <laughs> <laughs> no one you know works really hard. So you're one of those, he just can't... See, the thing is, I don't know how you could judge somebody until you see them do it. And then you are then you have every right to fucking say, it worked, it didn't work, but how can you say that before you saw them? I gotta see the dailies first from the studio before I make a decision <laughs> Would you this. see that in theaters? Or I, well, I don't think you, you can. <laughs> Maybe a screening room? He originally was against it, but then he changed his mind because he saw that Nick Cannon was doing all this research and he was like really into it. So who wouldn't? I've seen anyone him would do fucking research. Do stand up. He was wearing like gloves and doing like the most basic. Like, hey, uh, I wouldn't let a Chinese guy uh, walk my dog. He'd end up in a walk and like acting like it was the most edgy stuff <laughs> and people should be falling over. It's not should not yeah, be playing. Yeah, but now Richard he's going to be able to do Pryor's material. Yeah, that's. I mean, Dustin worse. Hoffman fucking played Lenny Bruce, and he never did stand up. Yeah, yeah but I mean, he's Dustin Hoffman. He's a great actor. You're well, a hater. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe uh, Nick Cannon will get there if you just give him a chance. God, and we you all know? love Nick Cannon's like white character where he went into white face and <laughs> made fun of white funny. people. That was funny. <laughs> Connor Small, that <Matt>. yeah. <laughs> See? You'd like that. I'm always a big fan of somebody putting on white face. 
even white people. Like, to me, mimes. Makeup? Just like normal makeup? Yeah, just normal makeup. <laughs> Kabuki people make me laugh. Um, Mel, Mel, you're on the Ryan Fez show. Hey, guys. What's up? Sound like a million bucks. Thanks. I just wanted to call and bitch at Pepper because I think that he is making a very poor showing for the rest of us hippies. How so? How so? Well, I got all happy for you when I thought you were being on the down low. Maybe you are going out to Randall's last weekend. No, I wouldn't lie about but, that. And then I hear that you haven't seen Fish in eight years, man. I haven't, no, seen, I haven't been to a show in a while. What's the big deal? I'm sorry. That's you, more you, than a while, man. You're the, you're the ranking uh, fandom by how many shows you go to. Stupid. I've had fish fans, like, I mean, like the 20 shows, and then they just won't stop talking to me because I haven't been to a couple of hundred. And that's just being a dick and being a bad fan, in my, in my opinion. No, no, no. Are you no, saying no, the bad no, fans go to more shows than the good fans? No, I'm saying the, the, the fans. I don't understand that. I must be the best <laughs> fish fan ever. I've been to zero shows. I think I'm the biggest Seattle Seahawks fan of all time. I've never been to one. The the fans who judge other people for not going to enough shows, saying you're not a real fan. That's insane. I'm judging you from not going to enough shows, and I'm not even a no, fan no. of them. You, all, all you ever do is talk about fish shows. What, you could fucking see this last one from your house. It's so close. Exactly. All you got to do is look across the river, <laughs> and you never had any intention of going. I couldn't go, no. You're not a fan. I am a fan of fish. Well, you well, know no, we're not talking about deep frying. I know. <laughs> you're fine with a fall-down drug addict drunk part, but uh, it's just the actual listening. Hey, buddy, true. see, this guy just doesn't like me in him. general, right? Cause, what, no, what, I actually get, love get you. Get off my no, dick. he was right. Get off my dick, all right? He was right. But, I just want you to come cocoa with all, friend, you know? Hey, you're not into the fish anymore. It's not a big deal. I definitely am. I have Fuego, the new album, at all my right. apartment right now. Really? How long have you had it? <laughs> Over the week. I got it on Friday. And how long? How many times have you listened to it? Zero. I've listened to it not zero times. I have to be in the right state of mind. I need some time to listen to it. Go through all the sick jams, bro. God. <laughs> Crunchy Fuck grooves. Oh, why, why are you leaving? Where are you going? Tunes. Read more tunes. I, I got to go walk them dog, Tick. Sure. That's what I do when I'm not Look, if you're not into them, you're not into them. Just say so. Love them. Love them. But don't fucking be a poser. Why don't anyone, you are right now. Why don't anyone poses a fish fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's make, what I'm asking you. Why are you doing it? It's just going to make people fucking dislike you. Are you one of the people who like hates the new stuff and even hates people who like the new stuff? No, not at all. There's plenty of stuff off the last couple albums that I like. Come on, man. I, I don't judge. I haven't listened to the new album yet. It's going to be great, though, when I do. I think you're hanging around with that high society frenzy is too much. They do not like. They don't like fish. Not many of the people I hang out with like fish. Everyone just thinks it's crazy that I listen to it. Look, I was popping Molly at fish shows when all of you were in diapers. You were talking to babies when you said that. <laughs> That's the sick fucking thing. You broke into a preschool and started ranting <laughs> oh about fish. Lies. Lies. That's what he was oh doing this weekend. Oh my god. Lies. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Listen to me. I'm not listening to either one of you. <laughs> Probably the best. The spice of both. Um, let's go over here to Mike. Mike, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, how's it going, Ron? Yeah. Uh, I think that if Hollywood has anything to do with the Richard Pryor movie, that they'll probably cast Owen Wilson as being Richard Pryor, not even done up in blackface. 
the way they did uh, Elizabeth Taylor playing Cleopatra. Mm. Cleopatra looked like Brandy. I mean, I guess we could all sit around and bitch about a 50-year-old casting, but it's time I think we let it go. I mean, it came out in 1963. No, too soon. Should have gone with... Uh, it's ridiculous. I would not... I mean, you could, there's so many... Look, at give, give it to Anthony Mackie, the guy from uh, The Hurt Locker. Give it Somebody to Joe else. Mackie. Give it to a guy that's in uh, the Jackie Robinson movie. He's playing James Brown. He seems to just be loving doing biopics. Seems like you don't know anybody's fucking name, though. I think Bron you Bronson something? God. Why do you care, Shelby? Why does this focus on you? You fucking watch America's Talent every week, and then you yell, I can be the host of that. He watches Last Comic Standing every week. I know he does. Unfortunately. Why do you say unfortunately? You hate it? The, uh, the quality is not as good as I thought it would be this season. Like, they took the time to, like, give it some time, give it a rest, and then come back. But, like, there's some great talent, and then it just immediately goes to bad. Why do you do that Thursday night shit fest, then? Well, you know, me and Fez are doing that this Thursday, and you should tune in and comment tune in. with us <laughs> on the Interrobus. Log in. It's a fucking website. And right, you, you tune in and you log in. You don't know what you're talking about. You're in a goddamn tizzy. <laughs> He's right. You are in a tizzy. Thank you're you. in a stupor. Nope. He's I am right cle that, clear headed. You are in a fucking stupor. Clear, clear headed. Yeah. The world, I'm seriously, I'm worried that you're, that the world's worst fish fan is in a stupor right now. I'm a great fish fan. All right, so who was the, uh, all right, we gave out the uh, winner of the caption contest. Hey, the Florentine Unmasked is this uh, Friday, Friday fright. Uh, and this is a funny one. Yeah. I haven't had the chance to listen to it. To hear how the sound was on it. Have you listened to it? Yeah, yet, I listened to it. It's good. Yeah, it's great. Just good or great? It's great. Okay, because you went from good, then to great. <laughs> it's great. The stand did a great job recording. No, no, they actually brought those people in who did the recording. Oh, yeah, they had... The stand had, didn't do it. Well, the stand's equipment. No, it wasn't. This guy brought in his own board, because I was out in the street when he was leaving, and he was rolling it down the street. Maybe you're a little fucking blacked out <laughs> at that time. I remember when I saw you laying in your own puke. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't know you saw that. Did you snap a pic? You asked me, how do I get to the old CBGBs <laughs> in 1976? Is there a time machine around here, Ron? That was John Hancock who brought in his equipment for the stand that night. Your mic sounds great over there, Fez. <laughs> it sounds like you're fucking taking burger orders. <laughs> the mics are never the same day-to-day -day around here. Um, here's my good friend, Janice in Chicago. Janice. Hey, Ronnie. Hey. I'll have, I'll have mine with extra pickle and no onion. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, got him. Yes, got him. I got your extra you go, pickle. Janice. What? <laughs> you know, I'm not much of a shopper, but I felt so bad when Shelby threw out his Barney, I was actually out looking for one, and I, I wasn't able to find one. It still makes me sad that he threw the Barney away. <laughs> Did your dad ever bring that up to you? No. I don't think he had the same sentimental value of it either. Otherwise, he wouldn't have shipped it to New York. No, it was such a priceless heirloom. And then said to me, 
do not give this out on the air. Give it to Shelby. It's a family keepsake. We're all just betraying trust then. I think you're betraying trust. No, you're the only one. Yeah, you're the ones. Oh, don't give it away on there. Yeah. I don't know why somebody would want that. That. That's pretty Any creepy. Fucking oh my god! Would want that. People would love you that, love that him, thing. and he loves you, and we're a big happy family. Oh, she's right. It's <laughs> nice. Guys is so nice. I'm like Shelby. Hey, Ronnie, did you ever see? Uh, I think it's called Over the Tap, a movie with Bill Murray about an elephant. Oh no, it's not called Over the Top, is it? It's called. Um, hold on, let's look it up right now. But yes, I have seen it. It's so. Sweet. I went yeah. to the library to try to get the book it was based on because it said it was based on a true story. It's called Larger Than Life. Larger Than Life. And that's life. where I always got the line, there's only two kinds of people in the ru- in the world, carnies and rubes. Don't hmm. get stuck with the rubes, kid. <laughs> it was such a great movie. And I, I went trying to find the book and they didn't have it. Larger Than Life. Well, maybe they didn't have it because you were looking at over the top. Yeah. Oh, fucking Sylvester Stallone. Arm wrestling movie from the 80s. I own that on DVD. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, I do. You're an asshole, dude. <laughs> You're the world's biggest asshole. <laughs> All right, sweetie. Thanks, Anna. Bye-bye. Bye. What a doll she is. She's so nice. All right, let's play... Um, Let's play Saturday right now. Saturday feels so dark. I really think I'm going to cry. Saturday. Uh, here's my Saturday question for you. What's going to make you sadder? The day Sylvester Stallone dies? Okay. Wait, I just barely even made it through that without <laughs> my voice cracking. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what? Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm going to be sadder when one fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger dies. That's going to really hurt. You are such a Republican. <laughs> what about you, Shelby? For me, it's the governor, too. He's Sylvester Stallone. I feel like, you know, he's legend. I mean, so is Schwarzenegger, but <laughs> just forget it. Um. I'm going to feel sad because he's the same as the other. I'm going to pick Stallone, too. All right, give me one, Chris. All right, how about... Wait, play the song first. Okay. <laughs> So dark, I really think I'm going to cry. And make it a really tough one. Okay. How about Daniel Day Lewis? What? Or George Clooney? I don't have I you know I think Daniel Day Lewis is a great actor, but I don't think I have any kind of attachment to him. I do. You know, like I'm an ob- emotional attachment. I'm obsessed with Daniel Day Lewis. Like I just want to know how he's so crazy in all like his roles and how he gets into them. What does he do in like his personal why life? Don't, why don't you try reading? Because it, it's the most written about topic in history. But like, does he do basic things? Like, does he what? Does he have a Netflix account? Does it depends what? on whether or not he's working a character. That's why he takes five years in between these characters. Like I know that he does like weird things, like he becomes like a cobbler, and then he like gets really into. Wait, he's not. He doesn't become like a cobbler. That's something he likes to do in his off time from acting. He makes shoes. Yeah, but does he do stuff like everyday people do? Like, does he? What What does he watch on TV? Like, he's an actor. He has to watch 
movies, what movies does he watch? Because since he's so bizarre... You realize you killed Saturday with your fucking <laughs> weird obsession that you've just taken it completely off track? I got one that's... Let's, let's, let's fucking scratch that. I got one that's going to fuck you up. Right, but can I keep him out of it now? Yeah, no more. And by the way, anyone but Daniel Day-Lewis, I'm going <laughs> to feel sadder at. Okay, here's a new one. Saturday feels so dark I really think I'm going to cry Harry Dean Stanton. Wow. Or Sean Penn. <laughs> I mean, Harry Dean Stanton has lived a life. I would feel sadder today if Sean Penn died. You know what? I'd feel bad. I'd feel worse if Harry Dean Stanton died. I don't even know if I could be friends with you. <laughs> Sean fucking Penn. He's a two-time Oscar winner. And he saved every goddamn life in Haiti. I mean, he did a great work down there. But I think Harry Dean Stanton is the one who we really got to be sad about. He's 110. <laughs> I feel like Fez when he freaked out when his great-grandmother died. I feel like he's, he can't die, Harry Dean Stanton. He's been almost dead since 83. <laughs> he's he, played the old guy most of his life. Is he in Avengers when he was a janitor for some reason? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Your thing doesn't make sense because it's not even two peers. How about Steve? No, 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 you're not fucking playing. <laughs> Boo. Wait, no, you're not fucking playing. Um... Hey, uh, Jay in Delaware. Hey, Ronnie, I got a Saturday for you. Yeah. I got uh, Bill Pullman or Bill Paxton? Uh, Paxton. Yeah, Paxton. I don't even think it's close. I have no connection to Bill Pullman whatsoever. No, I got a, another one. Um, I think they're both awful. <laughs> Bill Paxton's great. Um, yeah, Bill Pullman is... He's lazy. In he's my like opinion. middle of the ground. Like, oh, he's a president in Independence Day. Great. Yeah, you're gonna, we're going to kill the aliens. Sure. I know right, you brought it back because Independence Day he was pretty good at. <laughs> right, what about you, Bill Paxton or Billy the Fuck? Which one? I would be sad if Billy the Fuck died. I bet you would be. <laughs> I bet you guys are sexting. No. Nonstop. No. I make the interns, I get copies of all their cell phones. What? Philip in Philly. <laughs> Yeah, I got Saturday for you, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, Mick Jagger or David Bowie? Jesus, I don't think I could outlive either day. I don't, I don't know why I would go on. <laughs> Bowie or Jagger? Just on a very personal thing. This has nothing to do with talent. Just a personal connection. Mr. David Bowie. You know, went to that scare of the heart attack with Bowie... So I think it's going to be a Saturday where Mick Jagger dies for me. Wow, you went in a whole opposite direction. Uh, Shelby, you're not playing. So <laughs> Molly, you're going to be the tiebreaker on this. I'm going to say Mick Jagger. Okay, I went, I, I'm just not doing the show anymore. <laughs> I need BL back here. I need BL back here because she's the only person who understands life. You can listen to her on demand on the app. True. From last week. Chef Darren, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Ronnie, um, Bob Dylan or Neil Young, Saturday? God, these are really hard. I I feel like I've braced myself a long time for the Bob Dylan death. I think since John Lennon died, I was like, Bob Dylan's going to die too, because that's when it occurred to me. People could die. <laughs> Look what just happened to John Lennon. Neil is going to catch me by surprise because I don't think of him that way. These are going to be two of the saddest days of my life. I'm going to say I'm going to be sadder when 
Maybe sign on Bob Dylan dice. It's Bob Dylan. Neil Young. Because at least in the thing of Neil Young, I still have Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> you know, I got something. It's a piece. It's a well, with Bob Dylan, what do I have? Nothing. Jacob Dylan and the Wallflowers? Um, Bill, you're on the Ron and Fez show. A big ass card holder, 29875, my buddy. A buddy. Hoo-ah. 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 Oh, jeez, man, I feel honored today. Here's a tough one for you, Ronnie B. Saturday, Schmitty or Carlton? Lefty. Damn. Steve Carlton. It came fast, but I feel good about it. I feel good about what I went for. Um, I don't know, man. Greatest left-hander of all time. I might have to go Schmitty. Look, no one's going to hold it against you. But any guy who gets 27 fucking wins and what? Something like a 52-win season? Jesus. Come on. That's fucking crazy. Oh, you haven't seen the thing yet for Jeter, right? No, I haven't, uh, no. Uh, it should be up on the iBang. Um, it's the... It's the new Jordan commercial. And you you love Jeter? Yes, I love him. I love that man. <laughs> then you might not make it. You, I know that... Is it not up yet? Here, give us two seconds, Shelby, instead of typing all over. We'll go to it in a second. Um, James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Saturday. Hey, buddy. Carol Burnett or Joan Rivers? I like Carol Burnett, but it's Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers is a Saturday. Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Saturday. Hard Rock Johnny or Janice from Chicago. Janice. Not even close. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Robin, Tennessee. Yeah, Saturday. Pepper Hicks or Eastside Dave? Eastside Dave. Uh, Orson, you're on the Ron and Fez show. I'm going to switch it up. Uh, Dusty Rhodes or Ric Flair? Want to get Fezzy involved? Flair. Yeah, every time. Somewhere Fez is involved. Uh, Butch, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Al Pacino or Robert De Niro? Al Pacino or Robert De Niro? Al Pacino. That's my Saturday. It's Al Pacino. De Niro. Saturday feels so dark. I really think I'm going to cry. No. Derek Jeter. The captain. Or your girlfriend. (laughs) Think it over. Now, before you vote, I want you to watch this Respect commercial. It's up on the iBank. It just, I guess it came out last night or the day before. It premiered during, uh, yeah, during. uh, That's when I saw it. Yeah. So I didn't know whether it was out the day before during the home run derby. Um, Chris, look, let's bring down the lights in case he starts crying. Let's get some ambiance in the room. Yeah, get some ambiance going. This is the captain. He gives out plenty of things. Go ahead.
Goosebumps right now. Do you really? Yeah, I almost, I almost want to cry now because it makes me realize that he's fucking leaving and it's fucking. All I four thought months. when I saw that was you and Dave <laughs> losing your shit. Oh, because you, you've had Jeter with you 19, most of your life. Yeah, most, yeah, the majority of my life, Jeter's been the guy, the shortstop for the New York Yankees. That's weird. Now I'm really sad. <laughs> really fucking down. Well, this is, he's going out of his way to do the farewell tour this year. He saw what Mariano got last year. And he figured, why not? It's the fucking, captain. The captain. It's over. It's over for me. Oh, I, is someone else playing shortstop from the New York Yankees? Yeah. That doesn't fucking seem right. Well, they have been for the last two years. So. <laughs> I know you, you watch fucking the Yankees about as much as you go to fish. <laughs> no, no, you know, on a regular basis. As a starting shortstop. Greg, you're on the run of Fez show. Oh, hey, boys. Yeah, Pepper, you missed a wicked one on Sunday night at Randall's. Fucking half hour long, chalk dust torture, you fucked oh, shit. up. Anyway, they do, fl- they do fluffhead? He doesn't give a shit. I do <laughs> care. <laughs> half hour long, chalk dust torture to open the second set, Hicks. It's pretty sick. Yeah, pretty sick. Anyways, Derek Jeter. I'm a Sox fan. Everybody's like, oh, Derek Jeter, even as a Sox fan, I gotta respect the guy. Derek Jeter is fucking boring. That guy is, his personality, his charisma level is like that of dry toast. He does nothing except fucking play baseball. Why would anybody give a fuck about Derek Jeter? <laughs> because he does nothing but play baseball. Oh, he's so boring, Ron. He's so boring. Uh, you are, you, you can tell, I get that you're a Sox fan, but you're certainly not a baseball fan. He's been the number one fucking sports figure in New York City for 20 years, and no bad shit has ever come out of him. He's a he's, class act. He's like, class, literally. Uh, you don't even hear this term anymore because everyone's so fucked up but he's a credit to the game <laughs> and you don't have to be a Yankees fan which I am not to say and I'm just tipping my hat to him right Good. now as, 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 as will I tipping yeah. mine also Shelps not tipping my hat oh you punk um, the guy's clutch Dan you're on the run of Fez show hey Saturday Chris Stanley or your cell phone battery uh, I gotta go cell phone battery. <laughs> I can't be without my fucking phone. You can charge it back up if I'm dead. I'm gone forever. Okay, you're making points, but I already voted. <laughs> no, you can. You, can you take, should have said that before I voted. You can take that vote away. I can't. Take it back. I'm a man of honor. Take this, it is, back. this is sacred. Um, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello? Yeah. Hey, uh, this one I'm trying to Derek Jeter's baseball career. Uh, all the women he got. Well, uh, it's on both. I mean, you gotta you gotta respect both. He's a batsman. He's a coxman. He's the captain. He's the captain of the diamond. He's the captain of the bedroom. He's fucking. He's fucking run roughshod over Hollywood, and God knows all the just the regular girls he's brought up. I think even more models than actresses. Model slash actresses, he was all over. And you've never heard anything bad said about him. It, it's crazy. Twenty years. It, it, you know what been the greatest thing of Jeter though? What's that? If his career was reversed, and he had all those 
Oh, you yeah. know, great championships at the end of his oh, career, rather than his first fucking what f- <laughs> four in his first five years. Yeah, yeah. we're like, what is this going to win? A hundred fucking championships? <laughs> no, really petered out there. in yeah. two thousands jeetered out. I like to fucking say, <laughs> no, no, don't associate his name with that. And we should have won two thousand one. That was bullshit. Fucking Diamondbacks. Well, Gil, you're on the run face show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, being from Philly, I do have respect for Jeter, but. Watching that commercial and seeing all those Yankee caps made me physically ill. So what? It's a great fucking. You know, maybe insignia. I. Um, you know, I've been uh, been in this town for fourteen years, and Chris is right that he hasn't let the town down. He's been a classy fucking guy. I get that you don't like Yankee fans, but he's about. I mean, I don't think that you can. Be a baseball fan without even liking the idea of the Yankees. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the best thing in any sport. The team that is so hateable that all you want to do is beat them and they're shitty big mouth fans. <laughs> I love that the Yankees exist. I just wish they weren't these Steinbrennerless Yankees. These I know fucking Nero's fucking. Oh. You know, while the fucking team burns, these fat boys are just playing their violins. Chain-smoking morons. And they don't know what they're doing, and they're fucking around with Cashman. Cashman's... It's the whole... It's it's looking towards dark days. But it's been a good 20 years of contention. Yeah, he had a nice run. He had a nice fucking run. Um, Ralph, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. How about Joe Willie Namath or Joe Montana? Namath. It's Namath. He's got I'm gonna the personality. Lay on, I'm going to lay on the fucking floor and cry <laughs> if something happens to Joe Willie Namath. And a lot of that, it came from uh, reading kids' sports books, because that's <laughs> all I would read when I was little. And I read the Namath's fucking sports book, and I'm like, this is the life. Good. I finally figured out what I'm going to do. I'm going to be exactly the same as this guy. Starting quarterback. I'm going to have a fucking bachelor pad with a pinball <laughs> machine in the fucking room, and then I'm going to wear a fur coat on my way, and then win the goddamn World Series over Colts. <laughs> I got it. I finally figured deal. it out. Yeah, I got everything. And then on the off season, I'm going to fucking play for the Phils. So wow. I'll be the first guy just playing around the Just thing. Super Bowl, World Series, yeah. Super Bowl, World Series. <laughs> Little kids are so dumb. Everyone <laughs> thinks they're going to be a pro. And now I just tell kids, nope. <laughs> well, they want to destroy their hope. I'm going to destroy their hope. I'm going to bring them to reality. Because I'm right. 99.999% of the time, I can say, you're not going to make it. And I'll be right. You're gonna, if you're lucky, you'll end up a CPA. Chris, where's our odd jet? It should be in the uh, bin. Come on. Come on, Molly. Got it. Molly's just sitting around thinking of Billy Fuck all day. No. I know. I was Billy thinking of Jeter. and Molly. You love Jeter? Yeah. Who doesn't? That's what I'm saying. But we if, all respect it. If Jeter said, I want you to come back to the apartment, would you? I don't think so. Why, you, get you, a nice, love, you get don't a nice gift basket for yourself. Oh, I mean, if it was just, you know, to have dinner or something, I'd... Well, he'll say that. <laughs> yeah. But you will be seduced by his charms. I mean... You can't the, help it. He's a beautiful man, you know? He is a very beautiful <laughs> man. Even Pepper admits it. No, uh, every fucking Yankee fan admits it. <laughs> Look, he wants to take me back. We're going. All uh, right. They, I I can't tell you how many times the fucking dudes have said to me that he's gorgeous, or this thing of no kidding. If I was a chick, if I was a chick, I'm like, I know where this is going. You'd blow Jeter. Sure, you use me up. Use me up like a little. I, slug. I've heard it so many times in the city. There's just something about him, Ron. 
He's like the right combination of rugged and clean, you know? Like he he's very like, you know, he's not like too pretty, but he's he's still, you know, he's still clean. Uh, doesn't doesn't he also have the two different race thing going for him? Oh yeah, yeah, the that, mixed race. That never fails. The mixed race never fails. It's like magic. I don't know who's squeaking more. You or Molly today? Squeaking? Yeah, you both have squeaky chairs. Oh. Uh, Jeremy, you're on the run for the show. Yeah, Saturday. John Goodman and Jeff Bridges. That's a really tough one. I love both <sighs> these guys. I was noticing the other night how good Goodman can be in even bad movies. Which one were you watching? Fallen. Oh, yeah. The guy was in that. It's a terrible movie that I've never turned off. Probably seen it three fucking times. <laughs> the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, why am I watching this piece of shit? I'll say Jeff Bridges this Saturday for me, just because Jeff Bridges shook my hand. That was a nice moment. I'm going to say Jeff Bridges also. I would say Jeff Bridges because he's the nicest guy in the world. But then one, one day I was walking up the street and I saw John Goodman. I said, you look like a million bucks. And he goes like this. Thanks, pal. <laughs> That's a tough one for me. I'm going to say the opposite of Shelby. Shelby, what's your vote? I like John Goodman. He's okay. mastered comedy, <laughs> No, you don't even drama. say no more. It's Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Jeff Bridges, Saturday. It's me and John Goodman sitting on a lifeboat together. <sighs> Matt, you're on the Run and Fez show. A Saturday. Pepper Hicks or dropping your grilled cheese sandwich on the floor? Grilled cheese. You can make another grilled cheese sandwich. Or even if it's only on the floor for a little bit, you pick it up. But it's still good. Oscar, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, Saturday, uh, Wes Anderson or the Coen Brothers? Jesus Christ. Both at the same time? <laughs> yes, the Coen <laughs> Brothers helicopter. They're going to die on the same day. They do everything together, those guys. They should know better than to travel together. Save Why? save one of them, you know. If one goes down, at least another. <laughs> you ever hear like parents who do that? Yeah, I've heard. That's go, weird. Like, well, you ride in different cars. Yeah, that's some horrible thinking. Parents are afraid to orphanize their kids, so they'll travel differently, unless they have the kids with them. And then they all travel together. <laughs> yeah, then they all travel together, because then you won't have to worry about who's raising the kids. Yeah. It's like the people who know the recipe to Coca Cola. You'll never see them together. It's true. <laughs> the met, they're not flying on a plane. They won't even go to the same restaurant together. Is that really true? 100%. You know, Fez brought this up before. All the fountain drinks, uh, Coca-Cola fountain drinks, taste different anyway. And after that, I started to pay attention, and he's right. <laughs> I never once stoned on me. What, the, the it, different fountains, it tastes mm -hmm. different? Yeah. Well, you know, it just it tastes different in different countries. Everyone always talks about that. Like in countries where they use pure cane sugar versus corn syrup, it tastes right. different. What do you like better? Oh, I like cane sugar. Yeah, no one likes corn syrup. <laughs> corn syrup is like it's like saying crack these days. All right, Chris, okay. play the Saturday song, and then you pick. I will be sadder 
when the Coen brothers die. I'll okay, be. I'll oh. take Wes Anderson then. I don't want no one to be sad for him. <laughs> I can't bear the. I can't bear the thought of that. Yeah, Wes Anderson for me too. So many people. I've talked to people that are just fucking shit on Wes Anderson because they. It, I shit on them. It, it's unbelievable when these people are fucking talking. To Who me. are you fucking hanging around with, ragamuffin? <laughs> I was at a fucking wedding and some guy was saying it's just the same movie and over and over again. It kind of is. <sighs> well, there's people in fancy suits. They're all moving the same direction. They're kind of quirky. The Coen Brothers, they mix it up. You don't know what you're getting. Moonrise Kingdom wasn't like that. You know, by the way, setting a fucking theme is what an artist should do. That's like saying, why does Pink Floyd always sound like Pink Floyd? <laughs> so I don't get it. I don't get it. I like them to be so different. We're different genres. He has a universe. And he ha- and people are in this universe. It's... Fu- it, it, I, do, I don't understand how... how people- he wants a multiverse. <laughs> Fuck a multiverse, right? This you know is- what? He's a little fucking contrarian. He'll never time travel. This isn't slide. A multiverse doesn't have to do with time travel. It's more like sliders. The hamburgers? He no. doesn't understand what fucking multiverses are. They probably don't even know what sliders is. I'm aging myself. I've been Matt, the you're on the Fed show. Hey, Ronnie. Saturday for the South. Hank Jr. or Charlie Daniels? Uh, yeah, either one makes me happy. Charlie Daniels, what he fucking did to his career, embarrassment. Embarrassment. He was so fucking good. And he's turned into a goddamn, almost a propaganda songwriter. Yeah. It's it's humiliating. Hank Jr., I don't know enough about. Hank Jr., he he got in trouble for the Obama song, right? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that's why I won't be yeah. sad. That's why I'll be sad when Charlie Daniels. He wrote dies. a song called "I'll Whip Your Black Ass." <laughs> uh, but uh, one time, um, I saw Hank Jr. was here doing something, and then after it was over, he said to his people, "Let's go get something to eat and drink." <laughs> and I was like, "That's fucking. You got everything covered. You know, you don't want to just make sure there's no beverage when you're having your nice food." But I say, "Let's go out and get something to eat. Drinking's implied, <laughs> Hank." All right, <laughs> he's not going to take the same chance as you are. They could take you to a restaurant with no beverages. For all you know, I will flip the fuck out if we're in a restaurant with no beverages. Welcome bev- to food only. How can I help you? I like something to wash down with this food. How's your own spit? I'm terrible. I wanted a fucking like, at least a glass of water. Okay. Would you like to wash that down with some fries? No, I want to wash the fries down with the water. Mm, I can give you extra salt. Aren't you cooking with water back there? <laughs> Come on. There's no faucets. Charlie Daniels is one of the people that has a Twitter account that's obviously his, but I can't imagine him actually tweeting. Just like everything I know about. Is it the same with you and Daniel Day Lewis? You can't picture him doing real things. Like, is he in a car? Does he put his pants on? How does these things happen? It's Charlie fucking Daniels. Um, Brian, you're on the Ron Fez show. Ronnie B, what up? Yeah. Hey, I bought a. Sugar Ray Leonard and Muhammad Ali. See, Muhammad Ali, we've also braced ourselves for for yeah. like 35 years. It's been a long road. It's almost kind of annoying that he hasn't died yet. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, I thought he had died already. Um, I'm glad you didn't lie to us. Thanks. You could have went like this. Uh, I knew he was alive. <laughs> <laughs> And we would have fell for that, too. Like, yeah, Either me way. T- me, too, Molly. I knew he was alive also. This is great. I didn't know he was this sick, though. Oh. Um, Eddie, you're on the run of Fish show. 
Hey, what's going on, y'all? Yeah. I want a Saturday. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. Magic. MJ. I was going to say MJ. Absolutely MJ. I don't even slightly feel anything for MJ. That's like fucking feeling bad that one of the Transformers died. <laughs> he doesn't let us in. <laughs> I never will. He doesn't let us in. He's cold. No, in Space Jam, he wasn't like that. Space Jam. Michael, can I just say something? They would have lost that fucking game. <laughs> They're space aliens. <laughs> the monsters. They wouldn't have fucking... They wouldn't have stood a chance. Wait, didn't they like, steal all the abilities from other basketball players? No, or? that's the thing. They thought that they did, but in the end, it was their own minds. Oh, really? They had it in them all along. Oh, wait, no, the Monstars did steal from other basketball oh, players. But the. It's <laughs> a fucking joke, too. <laughs> talking about Space Jam here. Sorry. Are you not into this at all, Space Jam? Who? You. No, I'm into Space Jam. But no, you're saying, like, I don't even know the plot of the movie. No, do I do. You, I, I just mean, messed it up that one time. Were you some little drunk kid who didn't even know what was going on on the screen? Drunk kid? I was like two. Yes. A lot of two-year-olds drink. <laughs> Little Chris Stanley. Let's have a couple sips. Quiet that kid down. When did you ever first drink, Pep? Who was, was president? <laughs> Clinton? It was 14 when I first had a drink? Or 15? One time, I had to be uh, sent home from school for being hungover. It was like a joke in my family because my cousin couldn't even get up that day. I was in fucking sixth grade. <laughs> Holy shit. And what we were doing, we were drinking other people's drinks at the party. And the next day, they fucking took me into school. And um, I, I just went down uh, uh, to the nurse's office and was like fucking crashing out there. And I didn't know. But the nurse called my fucking parents and said, come pick them up. Holy shit. And I told, uh, I told the nurse... That there must have been something wrong with the pancakes. <laughs> I just fucking just laid there. <laughs> but I really wasn't even like partying. Just we were drinking. It was like a punch, and me and my cousin were drinking uh, the boat. You know, scuzz probably. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then she started crying and going crazy. <laughs> Your cousin? Yeah, it was an adults' party, and she was like my age. And she was like yelling and everything like that, and I just went and laid and passed out. <laughs> That's adult like, reactions too. It's it's the, what I got to put up with with women. Oh, I say you're mad. I'm gonna fucking sleep. So the next day I couldn't fucking you know like a fucking pussy I guess. You were in sixth grade. It's okay. I like you, how you went for the pancakes, not like bacon, which would be a plausible food poisoning. Yeah, excuse. I wasn't good at lying to people. I like I'd rather tell the truth. I'd rather say, look, I drank a lot of fucking. Uh, scuzz last night. Look, it was a backwash party, alright? We, we gotta take a break here, Chris. Yeah, you haven't broken yet today. Um, I'm gonna give you one more. Uh, Derek Jeter, Pete Rose. Oh my god. It's DJ, because of my personal experience with DJ. Coming up. Next, Pete Rose. Oh, I'm gonna tell him how Chris Stanley doesn't care whether he lives or dies. <laughs> oh God! This is gonna be an awkward moment. This is fucked up. You're fucked up. Why it didn't? I mean, we just watched the commercial. There was the Pete Rose commercial we just watched. Showboat and Pete. This is pretty awesome, though. Did you really have to tell him that what I just said? Yeah, I got to get out of the way. <laughs> You just said he likes to tell the truth. I hope he fucking slides face first right into you. Oh, fuck. I don't feel good about this at all. 
How many uh, was he? Four? No, he made the All Star team at five different positions. It's nuts. It's nuts. Left field, right field, third base, second, first. That would make you the ultimate baseball player to be able to do that. Some people believe he is. He's the hit king. I heard him on with Opie today, and he said people are stupid who thinks that Jeter could catch him. <laughs> and he's right. Jeter can't. I, I, I had that, that fucking belief in my head last season. Like, hey, if he comes back, gets 200 hits a season from the, like, five seasons, he'll be 44. Uh, just what, see what you're saying. For five seasons, that's a thousand hits he's behind. Yeah. He's one-third of the way behind. It can't. It can't be caught. No, I, I don't think anyone will ever do this. You take a guy like Jeter, who's had the career that he's had. Remember, we were just talking about Tony Gwynn, right? Yeah. And just how what a fantastic career he had, and he finished like about a thousand hits behind Pete. Jesus. No one's ever fucking slapped it like Pete. And not you, American League. Long ball fucking hitters. At least this is one thing a piece of fucking shit Cardinals fan like Shelby and I can agree upon. It's a 90-foot fucking game. You got to fucking get on base before you can score runs. Sure, you can take the pitcher, put him eighth, but none of this DH bullshit. And they do not deserve to go in the Hall of Fame. Who, DHs? Yeah. Hit Don't, the field. Do me a favor. Hit the field. Do me a favor. Don't bring up who deserves to go in the Hall of Fame in front of Showboat and Pete, okay? All right. That's fucking Charlie Hustle, my friend. I'll hide under the And he's the not console. even in. If you hide under the console, you might as well blow him. <laughs> do it, Shelby. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's that easy. Pete Rose. Stop him by. It's pretty fucking cool, dude. Pete Rose is definitely one of the guys I wanted to be. I can't. This doesn't even like. This is fucking ridiculous that he's coming by because I never thought I'd meet Pete Rose. Like he's just like a fucking like a legendary name. Do yourself a favor, shake the hand that shook the world. That's fucking Pete. By the nineteen eighty team. I'd love to shake that hand, but after what I said. I just try to lie low. You know what? Let's just drop it today as a special thing. Just say that you hate fish, and I won't bring it up to him. I hate fish. Good. Any music fan would. <laughs> I hate fish a lot. Um... All right, let's break. We're going to talk a little baseball. When we get into it, Pete Rose. It's Ron Fesho. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog, Series XM. Comedy Hits. Channel 99. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash on demand. And won it. Bobby Thompson had done it, and Yogi read the comics all the while. Rock and roll was being born. 
marijuana we would scorn. So down on the corner, the national pastime went on trial. We're talking baseball, Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. The man and Bobby Feller, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque, especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. Well, Casey was winning, Hank Aaron was beginning, one Robbie going out, one coming in. Kiner and Midget Goodell, the Thumper and Mel Parnell, and Ike was the only one winning down in Washington. I'm talking baseball, Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball, the man and Bobby Feller, the Scooter, the Barber, and the Duke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque, especially Willie, Mickey and the Duke. Now my old friend, the bachelor, well he swore he was the Oklahoma kid. And Cookie played hooky to go and see the Duke, and me I always loved Willie Mae, those were the days. Pete Rose is in studio with us. He's now the official spokesman for the new fantasy gaming mobile app, Sports Beep. How you doing, Pete? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having us in. Of course. How does this uh, sports app work? What's, what happens with this? Well, uh, our sports app is uh, is a daily uh, app. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something that you pick for the season starts. You just follow your players. And you can pick your team. I'll pick my team. We'll go root against each other. And uh, seven out of ten people uh, that participate uh, win some kind of money, so it's a it's a win win situation for everybody. It's going to create more fans. People are going to watch more sports on TV, listen to it on radio, and in right areas go to more games just because you have an, an interest for that yeah. game that night. Not only baseball, football, basketball, uh, all sports, all sports. You watch as much uh, baseball as you ever did, Pete? Yes, probably more. More at this because point. I live in Las Vegas. I get off work at four thirty. I go home and watch the four o'clock games. Uh, then the five o'clock games come on from the Midwest. Then the West Coast games start at seven, seven fifteen. Uh, so that's mainly takes up my day. And I watch a lot of teams uh, that I know players on. And uh, I'm a Cincinnati fan because I'm from Cincinnati. So right away I watch the Cardinals. Hope they lose. I watch Milwaukee. <laughs> hope they lose. Watch Pirates. I hope they lose. Yeah. And watch Cincinnati and hope they win. You feel the same way about it as you did when you were a kid. Same way about oh, the yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just feel better about it now because I know more about it. Yeah. I know a lot of people in it. Yeah. You know, and because of that, you follow people that you like. You follow people that you, uh, that, that you know. I only, I know the owners of the team, so I root for them. I know a lot of the players. I get texts from them. So I watch them and critique them. If, if, uh, <coughs> if they're having problems, they want to call me and I can uh, give my expertise to them and help them out. Just trying uh, always trying to make the game better. Yeah. You know, just trying to make the game better because if I can help the game become a better game is, and it's better for more fans. At what age did you think you started to really understand the game? Because we all play the game as little kids. You know, it's kind of a simple game, but much more complicated. Well, Cincinnati is uh, yeah. uh, there's a lot of good players from Cincinnati. I grew up in the same neighborhood with Don Zimmer. Uh-huh. Uh, our, our dads were literally teammates. I uh, went to the same high school as Don Zimmer, played on the same Little League fields as Don Zimmer, played in the same American League ballpark uh, and, and, and baseball team as Don Zimmer. And uh, we were fundamentally sound growing mm-hmm. up. 
And uh, I used to always say for the last 35, 40 years that there's only one guy in this world that knows more about baseball than me, and it was Don Zimmer. And as we all know, unfortunately, he passed away yeah. about a month, month and a half ago. So uh, uh, he was just a, a, a baseball guru, and it just uh, he just passed it down to me and and uh, my teammates who also played in the big leagues mm-hmm. and go from there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was fun. It was, yeah. fun. it was, you know, because I was lucky because I had a father who was an athlete mm-hmm. and uh, I was the water boy on his football team, the bat boy on his baseball team and the ball boy on his basketball team. Yeah. So I was exposed to the world of sports and uh, my father was very f- uh, sound fundamentally. And he used to correct me on the way home all the time. Never, never correct your, your, your kids in front of their peers. Never embarrass them in front of their peers. If you're going to correct them, correct them on the way home in the car. But you know at a pretty early age whether a kid's got the talent, right? <coughs> well, I was a better football player. Is that right? Yeah, I almost went to the University of Tennessee to play football. But uh, fortunately for me, I had an uncle who was a scout for the Reds, and I got a contract. See, in those days, you didn't have a draft. Right. And you could just sign with anybody. And uh, if I hadn't had an uncle who was a scout for the Reds, I wouldn't have got a contract. That's as simple as that. It's that. It's the, it comes down to one guy who knew in you. In my case, yeah. was, you know, I didn't have, uh, uh, <laughs> I had average speed, average arm, yeah. average power, but I developed. And uh, I made myself a good player by uh, outworking everybody else. Yeah. You know, I was, uh, I was aggressive and uh, I liked to practice and I worked hard. And I con- and constantly worked hard. Even, even when I got to the big leagues, I continued to work hard. I mean, you just got to, the hardest thing is not getting to the big league, it's staying there. Yeah. For a long period of time. And I stayed there for 24 years. Well, a lot of people, you're right. A lot of people get to the game, get that first contract, start to party. <laughs> yeah. And the next thing you know, you're not the player you were six months ago. You got to stay on top of it, man. Yeah. You got to keep honing your skills. And, uh, and, and it's kind of fun. I had, I had a lot of fun practicing. Yeah. That's where I had, uh, uh, you know, I had the edge on other players. I, I didn't mind being the first one to the ballpark or the last one to leave. Yeah. You know, I well, got, I took more batting practice than anybody. And a lot of the kids now are playing year round where you played every sport, you know? I recommend playing every sport. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not a big believer in travel baseball. I think that's more or less for the, the moms and dads to stick their chest down and say, my kid plays travel baseball. Well, right. To me, travel baseball is when the Reds get on a plane and fly to Atlanta to play the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. That's travel baseball. Yeah. Not when this guy gets on, goes to the next county and plays a game. That's not travel baseball. Yeah. Because I think you can learn things from playing football, basketball, soccer, all the games, all the sports. And what's the most important thing you think? For a kid to, to be aggressive, a, be aggressive, be aggressive. I, I yeah. give kids three bits of advice. Uh, the first bit is be aggressive. The second bit is be more aggressive. Yeah. And the third bit is never be satisfied. And just keep pushing the whole time. <laughs> keep pushing. Keep working. You know, I remember keep having fun. Yeah. Win. I remember, Win. Win. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And what happens when a kid loses? How does he handle it? Well, in baseball, it's easy because you usually play the next night. Yeah. In football, if you get beat uh, as a defensive back, you got all week to look at the film. You got to suffer all week. In baseball, uh, it's a failing sport. You know, you go to the Hall of Fame if you make seven out of ten outs. Right. What other sport can you fail seven out of ten times? I don't know of any. Was it ever hard for you to shake off, let's say, an error or a strikeout, though? And <laughs> I used to hate run? to make errors. Yeah. Um, uh, because I always thought when I was making an error, I was letting a pitcher down. Mm. You know, you're going to strike out. You're going to you're going to make errors, physical errors. But when you, uh, I used to go crazy when I made mental errors. I didn't make a lot of mental errors because uh, mental errors shouldn't be part of the game. 
thrown in the wrong base or, you know, getting thrown out third in the inning or getting thrown out second to start the inning or, you know, running when you shouldn't run. Those are things that shouldn't happen. But is it tough to keep your head in that game, you know, 162 games out of the year? Just it's every probably day tough, to but I, I, you know, I, I batted 14,000 times. Uh, I think I probably um, bared down more than anybody else. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I, I, I bared down for 14,000 at best. I think I, I did most of the time uh-huh. because, uh, you know, you're performing. You're in front of people who pay dollars to see you play. So go bust your ass. Go, right. go have fun. Go play. You know, it's, it's, it's not rocket science. And yet mentally, you know, how do you keep that focus? That's the, that's the tough well, thing. Well, I, I think I kept it focused because uh, I understood I was kind of like an entertainer. You knew that from and, the beginning. Yeah, and people pay to see me play. Yeah. So you don't, the last thing you want to do as an athlete is ever cheat fans. And by not hustling, not playing hard, you're cheating fans. And that's the worst thing you can do as an athlete. Don't ever cheat the people who are paid to see you play. You know, uh, I think in the last uh, few years, minor league ball mm-hmm. is getting stronger and stronger and stronger, uh, which goes to show that people still really love to see the game played live, I think. Well, minor league ball is exciting because guys have not made the big bucks yet. Yeah. And they still have the enthusiasm. Some guys lose the enthusiasm when they get a $100 million contract. They mm-hmm. shouldn't, but they do. It's just like a couple of weeks ago, I managed a, uh, an independent league in Bridgeport. And uh, the maximum salary they make a month is $3,000. That's the most they can make. And 11 guys on that team were in the big leagues at one time in their life. So they're trying to get back. So what are they doing? They're busting their chops. Yeah. They're playing as hard as they possibly can because they're trying to be noticed. You got to remember, whenever you play a sport, someone's always watching. You just hope it's the right person watching. And you feel the same way if you go out and manage guys like that? As oh, well, I, I managed to win the game. I had, yeah. a, I had a pregame uh, uh, meeting in the clubhouse. Uh, they played terrific. Uh, they weren't a real good team. They were in like fourth or fifth place. Uh, the guy pitched his butt off. We won two to nothing. Uh, two guys stretched singles into doubles. One guy went from first to third on a ball to left field. So they really, uh, and the fans really liked it. We come within 210 people of selling the place out which is the largest crowd of the year for Bridgeport. And uh, the mayor of Bridgeport was uh, very happy with the uh, with the game and, and with the event. It was up to you. That's where you'd be every day. You'd always be on the ball field. Well, I'd be helping. I'd, I'd rather be in the big leagues. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'd rather be somewhere helping young players become better players. Right. Because uh, I like young players' enthusiasm. You know, you need veteran players for experience, but you, you, you can always use enthusiasm. Yeah. Because uh, enthusiasm can get you over the hump sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, you were always that way, even on the field as a yeah. player. You were basically... Charlie Hustle. Yeah, you were coaching, you were moving guys around. <laughs> uh, that was... You got to be involved. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're at the game, you might as well be involved. Yeah. And uh, it's just doing your jobs, all you're doing. I mean, you're there for two and a half hours. What's the big deal? Go, you know, do what you're supposed to do. Uh, if guys aren't playing in the right position, you reposition them and things like that. It's just, it's all part of doing your homework and knowing what you're doing. So you're always thinking sports all the time. Uh, not when I'm with my fiance, I'm not thinking sports. <laughs> yeah. But you're not you're not a guy who follows the arts in any way. You're not. No, I'm I'm pretty much a, a yeah. It's all sports all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love basketball. I love football. I love college football. Mm-hmm. I watch uh, uh, the Golf Channel every night. 
I like any kind of sports. You yeah. know, I like tennis with Wimbledon just finishing. Uh, you know, I watch all the sports. I, I got a lot of respect for uh, a lot of athletes. A lot of different athletes and a lot of different sports. Uh, Pete Rose is in with us. He is now the official <laughs> spokesperson for the new fantasy gaming app, uh, Sportsbeep. Sportsbeep, for more information. Indiegogo. Go. Yeah. Look up Indiegogo. Indiegogo. Yeah. To, because you're still raising some money on yes, this? Yes, sir. We're, yeah. trying to, we're raising money, and people are uh, jumping aboard, and we're happy about that. And we uh, appreciate the opportunity to be here on your show. and. We did like eight, eight or nine shows yesterday, doing seven or eight today, and we did Seth Mars last night. So we're, we're uh, getting the word out. This is the first time that people are finding out about sports beep. We figured New York's the place to, to release it because it's the media capital of the world. Well, you know, if uh, Pete's not talking sports on TV or radio, then he'll just talk it with people on the street and people that come up to him. That's your life now, meeting people and talking talking games. Well, that's why I follow games so much. Then, mm-hmm. then you don't stick your foot in your mouth when people ask you a question. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to stick my foot in my mouth when I talk about baseball. Right. Because I follow her so much. And, uh, you know, you learn something new about baseball every day. I haven't learned anything new yet today, but it's, yeah. only, it's only quarter <laughs> after 11. Yeah. And I got to go from here to Las Vegas today on an airplane. So I might learn something new. You might bump today. into somebody. Who I says, might. Yeah. I might. Well, I, you know, that's how I started talking about you, uh, you know, with you is that you learn the game very early on, but you never really know the game even over the course Strange of the things happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, I played in 3,500 games and, and uh, 3,000 games, something happened i never seen before. Yeah. You never know. You know, whether it's a uh, one to nothing game or a 23 to 22 game or, you know, right. uh, or seven runs and with two outs and nobody on. Well, I, all that's happened to me. You know, so I, I, I kind of, when I talk to people, I talk about my experiences, mm-hmm. not what I read. Right. You know, that's another thing I do with my players. I never told my players to do anything I didn't do. You know, a lot of people can read about it and tell you how to do it. Yeah. But if you did it, then you uh, you have a reason to tell people how to do it. If you did it right, that's even more reason. Well, you said average speed, average arm. <coughs> but I could run. I, yeah. I mean, I you know, I wasn't, when I say average speed, I couldn't run like Willie Mays. Right. But I could run. Or when I say I, I had an average arm, not like Clemente, but I still had a good arm. Right. But uh, see, I had other things that God gave me. He gave me enthusiasm. He gave me a big heart. He gave me work ethic. Those are all God-given talents, too, just like speed, power, and, and things like that are. But at the same time, you know, because you didn't have Willie Mays's, you know, talent. No one, no one was interested in me. Yeah. That, that except ha- my uncle. Except your uncle. Nobody else cared because you can't really measure heart or they don't look at heart. They don't today either. They yeah. look at the radar guns. Yeah. They time you the first to see how far you hit the ball. Yeah. You know, like everybody got so excited last night when a guy hit a home run 500 feet. Well, I would get excited if you could get two runs for that. Right. But I don't care if you hit a 305 down the line at 304 or if you hit 900 feet, you get one run. Yeah. So what's the big deal? Now, if you gave you, if you gave you an extra run for every 200 feet, you hit it over 300 feet, then I'd hope for some 700 foot home runs. Then you get three runs, but it doesn't work that way. That's all just wasted extra space out there. Yeah. Um, and you know, where the people sitting at least. Yeah. And they don't seem like they, uh, they value the defensive part of the game. Uh, well, players aren't fundamentally sound today because they don't yeah. work enough on fundamentals. All they worry about is getting in the batting, pre- in the batting cage and see how far they can hit the ball. And I, you know, I have a friend of mine named Tony Prez who works for the Marlins. 
I have a guy named Joe Morgan works for the Reds. And that's all these guys do. They jump in the cage and just want to see how far they can hit the ball. Not hit it the right field, hit the center field, hit the left field. You know, practice hitting the fly ball, practice hitting the ball behind the runner. Things like that. That's things we practice it. Because if you don't practice things, you're not going to do it in the game. If you don't do it in the game, you're going to lose one-run games. And the team who loses the most one-run games has no chance of going to the playoffs. It's pretty simple. Yeah, but if they're paying for the long ball, which they say they are, I understand. I understand why they're doing it. Yeah, I understand because all you need to do today, I don't care if you strike out 150 times, if you hit 30 home runs, you're going to make at least $10 million. Right. So the owners that create this monster that we're we're seeing every day in baseball, okay? Uh, Nobody sets goals of 200 hits. That was my goal. 200 hits, 100 runs scored. Every year, no matter what. Try to do it every year. I didn't do it every year. I only yeah. did 10. But I got 198 twice, 192 twice. So I was close. You know, and I got over 2,000 runs. So, you know, the, the object of my job was to get on base for Bench Morgan and Perez. See, I had three Hall of Famers come up after me. I was in, I was in the catbird seat, as they would say. Mm-hmm. You know, how many guys batted than the next three guys after you were Hall of Famers? I don't know of any but me. That's pretty good situation to be in. I had a pretty good chance of scoring a run. As long as you got on there, no matter hooker cross. I was a table setter. Yeah. I was, and Griffey was after me sometimes. Morgan was after me sometimes. That's why Bench and Perez are in the Hall of Fame. And Morgan's in the Hall of Fame uh, because, uh, you know, he they knocked him in. I'll go to the Hall of Fame someday, I hope, because they knocked me in. It's not because of me. It's because of your teammates. It, it, that's why you have guys that hit first, guys that hit eighth, guys that hit seventh, guys that are pinch hitters. You have short men, you have long men, you have starters. You know, you have a position. There's a batting order. There's a reason why there's a batting order. Guys who hit first or second don't deserve to hit eighth or seventh. Guys who hit seventh or eighth don't deserve to hit first or second. You know, you, you have a niche, you go do your niche. And if you hit seventh or eighth, then you want to try to do something where you can move up in the batting order. Mm. Because you, then you become more important to the team. And then you get more at-bats. The higher up you hit, the more at-bats you get, just based on the rotation of the lineup. When you left the Reds, you went to the Phils uh-huh. and uh, helped turn that team around, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, first uh, World Series for them in a lot of times. But it seemed like you it seemed like you pulled out all the players up with you when you, when you went on the well, club. Well, thank you. I, I yeah. appreciate that. Uh, I felt, uh, and I didn't do this purposely, because I played the same way in Philadelphia as I did in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And all they knew about me is what they saw 12 times a year. That's how many times we played the Phillies. Yeah. Okay? So I thought um, one thing I did do, and I didn't do it purposely, it just happened. Uh, when I got to Philadelphia, Mike Schmidt was the best player in the league three three days a week. After playing with me for a year in 79, he became the best player in the league seven days a week. Because I made him understand that you're not going to hit home run every day, Mike. You can uh, You can lead with your glove. You can lead with your leadership. You can lead with your speed. You can lead with your base running. You can lead in the clubhouse. And he did. He did all that. And that's why he's a, the greatest third baseman uh, that ever played the game of baseball and the greatest player I ever played with. Mike's met best you've ever played with. Yes. Out of all the Not against. Players. Yeah. Because I played against Musial, Mays, Aaron, and Clemente. Yeah. So you can pick any one of the, of the four. Yeah. And you're not going to go wrong. What was great it, guys. Great players. What was it about Smitty that uh, stuck out for you? Well, he was a Golden Glove third baseman, could hit 45 home runs. Just like Johnny Bench is a Golden Glove catcher, could hit 40 home runs. That's why he's the greatest catcher of all time. Yeah. See, and I, and I, I think I played with the greatest second baseman in the history of baseball, Joe Morgan. 
So there's only eight positions on a baseball field. I played with three at the greatest of their position in the history of the game. How lucky was I? So <laughs> Smith, Morgan, and Bench. Bench. You're not going to get many arguments about those three. Yeah. They're all three in the Hall of Fame. They're all three deserving. And they were just, uh, I don't even know of a close second for Johnny Bench as no. far as being a catcher. I don't know if it would be Yogi or, you know, I played with Gary Carter, who was a great catcher. I played mm-hmm. against Carlton Fisk, another Hall of Fame catcher. Uh, I don't, I don't know who would even be a close second as far as being the, the second best catcher to Johnny Bench. I can't even think of the who'd be second. And Can he, you? yeah, no, I, you know, <coughs> to me, Bench was, was the best, but he also seemed like he had that same attitude as you that he set out to win. We all had that attitude because, yeah. uh, uh, it, it come from Dave Bristol and who was our manager in, in the late sixties. Then Sparky came along yeah. and Sparky was the best. Sparky was, uh, I played for 12 managers. Sparky was the best one I ever played for. How do you rate a manager? Well, I rated W's and L's. So based on that, Sparky was the best manager I ever played for. <clears throat> and we respected him. You got to respect the guy who runs the show. And we respected Dave Bristol. Uh, we respected Dallas Green when I was in Philadelphia. Yeah. We respected Danny Ozark. You know, uh, I did some very unusual. When I went to Philadelphia for five years. I played for four managers in five years. Danny Ozark, Pat Corrales, Paul Owens, and, uh, and Dallas Green. It's very unusual yeah. to play in one town five years and have four managers. Unless someone dies or something. How does that turnover change your game? Uh, I play the same way. Play the same I way no matter what. The, one guy writes out the the, 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 the the lineup card. You respect him. If he tells you to walk to hell in a gasoline suit, you say, where's the entrance? That's just the way it is. Someone's got to call the shots. No player's bigger in the game. No player's bigger in any team. You just go out and play your game on a daily basis. Try to be consistent. You know, I I believe, and I could be wrong, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I believe I was the most consistent player ever to play. Uh, I think because, the numbers are there. Well, because I even when I had a bad year, it wasn't a bad year. Yeah. You know, Hank Aaron was consistent too. So was Willie. So was all the all the great ones were consistent. Johnny Bench was consistent. You know, he didn't hit forty home runs one year, then eight the next year, then thirty five the next year. You know, he had an off year, he did thirty home runs. No matter what's happening at home, what's happening in the you world, you can't take that. You can't take that yeah. out on your fans, around your teammates, around your team or your city. You can't. You can't allow that. You can't allow that. I went through a divorce one time, and I was served with divorce papers. And uh, for the next thirty-two at bats, I got twenty hits. And I remember Lazinski asked me, "So how do you do that?" I said, "Greg, let me ask you a question." I said, "If you know you're going to get divorced, are you better hitting three eighty? Or 180. <laughs> he said, I guess you're right. It's just the way it is. Um, my, but, home, my home problems shouldn't affect you as my teammate. Yeah. It shouldn't affect you as a fan rooting for the Reds or the Phillies or the, the Expos. And the more pressure, the more you Ain't seem no to pressure. be. Yeah. The only pressure in baseball, I always thought, okay, uh, the only pressure was the playoffs. Mm. because you were playing for the right to go to the World Series. And when, when I played in the playoffs, there was only five game series. Now they got seven. Yeah. Because you know, you're in a five game series, you lose game one, you're in trouble because you got to win three out of four. Sure. Okay. World series has always been four out of seven. And, uh, when you're in the playoffs, you're playing against people you played against all summer. You're playing in front of people you played in front of all summer. So I, I always thought that the playoffs, uh, it was a reward to go to the world series. Yeah. You want to win. Sure. Sure. 
But it uh, it's not bad losing a World Series. I hated to lose. Yeah. I won three World Series and lost three World Series. So the three biggest years of my career were the winning years, 75, 76, and 80. The three worst years of my career was 70, 72, and 83. That's when I lost the World Series. Just to head home after that. Just to head home. Yeah. Uh, but my, we were close. Yeah. My old man always said the same thing, that the pennant was more impressive than anything else. It's hard. Yeah, it's really it's, hard. Yeah, it's a long season. It's, it, especially if you go in here and you're cold. And, and uh, you know, they had different – we only had one tier of playoffs. When I first came up, there was 16 teams in the league, eight in the national, eight in American. There was no playoffs. Whoever had the best record went to the World Series. Yeah. Then you had the three out of five when division playoffs. That that's that's when the pressure uh, started. Uh, Pete Rose is here. Knows more about anybody on the uh, about baseball more than anybody on the planet. Uh, and you can go and check out uh, Sports Beep. Uh, and there's still a chance to get in on the ground floor of this. Uh, where, oh yeah, where do they go for that, Pete? Well, we're, we're we're looking for people that want to be a part of us, and yeah. uh, we're going to make uh, them better fans. We're going to make them money. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Indigo is the name of it. Indiegogo, Indiegogo, P Rose, Indiegogo.com. I'm just uh, just trying different ways to get to us. Uh, thanks so much for being oh, in thank here you. today, pal. You uh, know what you're talking about. Thank I'll, you. I'll see you next time coming through. Okay. Sign Pete Rose ball to give away. Shit. Huh. You know, that's his job. That's what he works at. When he says he's getting off work, he kind of, uh, that's what he does. He sits around. I forget, one of the casinos signs balls for people, talks to them about baseball. You can just go up and meet Pete. I was just in the room with him. Now, I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to do that. But they do it. That's how he makes his living. But. You know, I know the whole thing about, uh, you know, that baseball's pissed off at him. But I do agree that very few people, if anybody, knows more about the game than Pete Rose. 
And to have him work in an instructional, uh, instructional league would make the game of baseball better. They're so afraid of Pete. Uh, we've got a signed baseball to give away. Pete Rose. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, maybe we'll make it simple enough. Um, no, you know what? I'll, I'm not going to do trivia on Pete Rose. I'll just, uh, I'll just give it out randomly. Oh, that's cool, though. That was fucking crazy. Just, just to be in the same room as Pete Rose. You should have mentioned that before. You haven't brought up that you were in the same room with him. <laughs> you weren't in the booth. Just to no, clarify. I was running bored. All right, Shelby. Okay, Shelby, you just fucking sit and snip at him all day, don't you? I, I don't even realize. Well, I do. Um, Shelby, we got nine lines ringing right now. Give me a number between one and nine. Line seven. Line seven. Hey, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Who's this? It's Dave in Delaware. What's up, Ron? Dave in Delaware. You just picked up a signed Pete Rose ball. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Do yourself a favor. Yes. Uh, you got to remember, don't use this just to play with. It's signed. I won't. Yeah. I love Pete Rose. Charlie Hustle. Thank you, sir. All right. This is in the Sandlot. That you know, kid. I did that when I was a kid. My dad brought home. He was out on the road somewhere, and uh, the speaker was Don Drysdale, the old uh, Dodgers pitcher, Hall of Famer. So he gets a signed baseball. He brings it back, and he gives it to me, and he says... Uh, I got this signed baseball from Don Drysdale for you. And I'm like, okay, great. So about a week or two later, he sees that the ball's all scuffed up. And he goes, um, what the hell happened to this ball? I go, oh, we lost our other ball, so we're using this one. And he's like, well, that's what a baseball's for. <laughs> what do you want to do? Put a fucking baseball up on a mantle or play with it? Stare at it and covet it. What do I care about a Dodger? <laughs> I had a friend whose dad had like a... First of all, I know you're lying already. Well, when you oh. say I have a friend. Good story. He had like a Minnesota Vikings shrine in his home. And me and my friend were looking at it. And he had this helmet that was like signed by a bunch of players. And he just takes it off the shelf and just slams it on my head. And I can't get this thing off my head. Like it's stuck. And I hear his dad coming. And I'm like yanking and pulling on it trying to like get this thing off my head and I pull it like so hard because I think he's just going to flip shit when right. he sees me even though he's probably going to be like hey what are you doing just take it off and I this thing like it's a giant football helmet but for some reason it's stuck and I yank it so hard just freaking out they like rip some of my hair out and I let this put it back on so it's probably still shitting on his shelf with like you know, pieces you just of said my shit hair on shelf. <laughs> yeah, I shit it too uh, Rich Syracuse guy buddy Hey, Ronnie, how you doing, man? Hey. That was spectacular. I mean, what intensity. The guy has been out of baseball for how long, and he's just talking to him. You can feel the intensity he still has for the game. Well, you know what? Here's the other thing. He wants to talk baseball. He doesn't want to talk any of the controversies or about the thing. You could see that this guy would be perfect to be back in baseball. It's a joke that they don't they just don't just let him in. It's it's a joke. Well, you know, it's also his own attitude. I mean, the Vegas and 
You know, he never stopped gambling. I mean, at some point, if you want to get back into the organization, you got to act like you're contrite, you know, crawl on your belly. That's what they always want. But the fact of the matter is, baseball itself would be better with Pete in the game. Period. End of story. Um, he can't even call games, I guess, right? No, no, that's, you know, they, they, everyone calling games is part of the Major League Baseball. They'll have a deal with them. Uh, hey, Vinny, Vinny, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, didn't you tell a story a million years ago about how, like, you was on the first base line and you and your buddies were, like, 12 or 13 just giving them the finger? Or Well, here's what happened. We were out razzing him and the Reds. And he gives us the finger down at his thigh. And it was like the greatest thing that ever happened. Then a couple years later, he's in Philly, and I couldn't fucking, you know, I couldn't have been fucking happier. I, I honestly don't think that, you know, the 1980 Phils would have ever been there without Pete. I'm telling you, he was like an on-field coach at the time. Well, just from this interview. He, he brought up Boa's game. Cash and then Trio. He worked with the Bull. He worked with uh, Schmitty. Like, if, if you're on a team, why wouldn't you want Pete Rose there? The guy, all he has is knowledge and passion to fucking help everyone. Um, JD, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how you doing? Good. I just wanted to say that, uh, in my opinion, Pete Rose is one of the best all time players ever. I mean, a lot of the names that he mentioned that was in the Hall of Fame, I'm surprised he's not. I mean, the guy was phenomenal. Well, they, don't allow, they, don't, they won't let him in the Hall of Fame. He would have been, you know, right in. I mean, he's had more fucking hits than anybody in the history of baseball, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. That's what I'm, I'm like. When you guys said that, I was like, fuck, what? <laughs> you just hear no this way. for the first time? How could you not know this? Where are you from, Pluto? No, I'm from Canada, but like, oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. After all these years, but Pete Rose was one of my favorites when I did. Yeah. He was phenomenal. That's all I wanted to say, guys. Yeah. Weirdo Expos fan. James, you're on the Running Fish Show. Ronnie B., just wanted to again commend you on an incredible interview. Uh, what a, what an amazing person he, he is. I mean, from listening to his interview with uh, Opie earlier uh, and, and the comedians, what a sharp motherfucker. I mean, Quick wit. And he's a ball buster. He's shit. a clubhouse guy. He's great. You know I mean? Oh, yeah. He and then, you know, <laughs> uh, he would fucking sit and ride the other team and get in their heads. You know, so walking in that room today, that, that's no fucking fear for him. You know what I mean? It's no different. That's not going to throw him off. He's, he's a, you know, a guy's guy. But I just wanted to sit and talk to him about baseball. Uh, because, like I said, as a kid, that whole thing that he told. This was really funny when he was saying to me, average arm, average speed, blah, blah, blah. Then I say it back to him, hey, come on. <laughs> Let's watch you with that, you know? I had good speed. Don't go throwing that shit around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just now fucking Willie Mays. What do you want out of me? I don't have that kind of speed. Where do you get off saying that shit? Who's the greatest baseball player you ever saw in your life? That I ever saw, Jesus. Um, let's go back to fucking Derek Jeter that I actually saw play. Yeah, yeah, Derek Jeter. He's the just the, the clutch ability alone. The clutch ability. He <laughs> just uses the term. He makes up a fucking term. Yeah. Clutch ability. Um, uh, here's Mike. Mike, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, be a million bucks. Yeah. 
I just want to compliment you on an uh, excellent interview with Pete Rose, and it must have been validation for you as a lifetime baseball fan to have uh, such a great baseball player who's been denied access to the Hall of Fame to, to say to you that you know what you're talking about when you talk about baseball. I don't need to hear that from Pete. i got to put up with my dad once a week. You know what I mean? So I got got a baseball talk with my dad (laughs) every Sunday. I got to be on my toes. Sounds like a quiz almost. Um, That guy watches 162 games a year. You know, I saw this other documentary I want you guys to see. I think it's going to Netflix right away. But it's like, I think it's called The Bastards of Baseball or something like that. Okay. About Kurt Russell's dad running a minor league team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Unaffiliated, you know, independent team. Back in the seventies, and uh, and you would love it, uh, Joe. Joe, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ron. Um, just to let you know that Fez took care of that gift, uh, the prize that I won a few weeks ago, and I got everything, and everything's great. That's good. Um, just to let you know that Pete's uh, uh, band is so extreme that he cannot even buy a ticket to a major league baseball game and go in. He cannot even go to any major league game, any minor league game. That's why he had to do the independent league. Because as long as it's affiliated with Major League Baseball, he's not even allowed in the stadium. I know for a fact, I know a couple of fellas years ago when I was down playing Dream Week, uh, a couple guys from that 1980 team that weren't calling him because they didn't want to get in trouble with baseball. Oh my God. Other guys would, would just be like, fuck baseball. I have a right to talk to my friend. Now, Pete said today, guys would call him and ask for instructions and blah, blah, blah. I can't imagine who else you would go to if you had a batting problem. And here's the thing about Pete. I was going to bring it up, but we got into something else. If he went 0 for 6, 0 for 7, you were going to get a fucking bunt. He was going to... You know, get that shit off his back quick. Yeah. When's the last time you saw anyone lay down a fucking bunt? It never happens. Like watching games, it just it just uh, doesn't happen. Occasionally, you see guys at least try to move the goddamn batter, but how many guys these days will bunt for a hit? It's not part of the game anymore. Um, here's uh, Andrew. Andrew, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B. A lot of people in New York don't like B. Rose because he dumped. Uh, Buddy Harrison on his head, and I think it was the 73 playoffs. But uh, he made the All-Star team in four different positions. I think that's a record. Uh, I think it might be five. Five, I think yeah. it might be five different positions. Yeah, um, left and right. And but first, yeah, that Buddy Harrelson thing uh, for me was, you know, fantastic. I love, you know, you love to see a scrap during a game. But then there was also, who did he take out in the All-Star game? Like back in 1970, he took the fucking catcher out and basically ended his career during an All-Star game, play at the plate. Is it Bud Harrelson? No, Bud Harrelson was fucking second base. Come on, Chris. Uh, Hayden, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, uh, that was a great interview with uh, Pete Rose. Uh, just one quick question. Did you, uh, were you able to keep a straight face when, uh, when he said that, uh, you know, that he followed, uh, whether he had three Hall of uh, Famers following him? Why is that? Well, because of the uh, unfortunate circumstances in which uh, Charlie Hustle finds himself. I got news for you. I don't find it funny. I don't find it funny that Pete's not in the fucking Hall of Fame. Neither do I, right? Saying is ridiculous. I, that's why I'm asking you, man. No, I, I, I actually, you know, when I he mean, said that, it made that, me feel sad. Like, that hey, big red machine, here's the, the teams back then. The A's were unbelievable. Yeah, those were crazy teams. In the early 70s. 
Then you had the big red machine, and then you know the Yankees stealing, you know different A's players. You know the Yankees came on. That whole time in the seventies, there was great fucking baseball. Not to mention the goddamn Pirates, the We Are Family Pirates, and then finally in nineteen eighty. The Phils, after getting Pete, which I think he was the first million-dollar baseball player. 30 years ago. Wow. I mean, that's, you know... That's serious cash. I don't know. I mean, if you really even look at it now, you're like, they were pretty underpaid even at the million dollars then. But when Pete came in in the 60s, I think he sold cars for the first four years during the offseason. That's just like fucking mind blowing to know these guys. Pete Rose of all of all people just was a car salesman. I remember I talked to uh, Johnny Callison, who some people would you know call him the poor man's Mickey Mantle. He was a Philly. He was great, unbelievable natural baseball player, and then all the same you know problems as the Mick. He would bartend on the off season. He'd sit there and fucking get you know. Beers for guys who were going, hey, what happened in the meltdown in 64? How come you guys couldn't keep it together? Could you imagine that you go to a fucking bar and there's yeah. a player? I'm, an all-star. He was an all-star. Yeah. He uh, won the 19 MVP and the 64 all-star. Still had to serve drinks. A Ray Fossey? Was that the the catcher? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, his... Uh, Here's John in Jersey. John, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ron. Uh, great interview. I just want to say first, it was awesome that Pete said, uh, you know what you're talking about right before he left. That was nice. But um, now, Pete has a uh, booth at the Hall of Fame induction week ceremony every year. So he's up in Cooperstown if anybody wants to meet him. He's real cool. And I uh, heard him on L&A this morning, and Jimmy was raving about his lady, and, and she's, she's something to look at, too. Well, you know, he lives that life. I mean, God bless him, you know. He's got that, you know, hot Asian wife. Yeah, had that show. Yeah, the show didn't last long, right? No. I think a season, half a season. I remember he had that crazy wife. Uh, I can't remember what her name was. She was like a great baseball wife. And, and when they were down in Philly, she was like taking the... Uh, they had a Rolls Royce and she would take it to like fucking Kmart. No, sick. Yeah, she was great. <laughs> But she was, you know, she was the one who was like, every time I turn around, he's got a goddamn another, you know. <laughs> he couldn't keep, you know, he couldn't stop. Um, he was, uh, he was in South Florida. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Yeah. Got me? You're on the air. Hey, hey, hey. I just wanted to equip in Bartel Giamatti. If that fat fuck wouldn't have not only suspended him and died, we'd be singing this different tune as far as Pete being in the hall. And furthermore, what's your opinion on Selig? This is his last year's commissioner giving a little pardon to Pete Rose as a going-away gift to baseball in general. I want to hear what you have to think about that. Well, I, I would only say this. Pete gets in after he dies. I don't see him. I don't see They're him not going to let him in. If it's gone this long. Look, he thumbs his nose at them. He thumbs his nose. You're even bringing up that he goes up to the Hall of Fame thing, sells baseballs, you know, does interviews about, I can't believe I'm not in the Hall. It's crazy. You know, they're never going to be happy with him. They should just suck it up. I just got a flash flood warning alert. I should be getting one soon then as well. Flash floods and amber alerts. That's what New York likes to tell us about. 
What do they do if a little kid gets swept away? They're fucked. Here's our buddy, Gino Biscani. Hey, Gino, how you doing, buddy? Yo, dude, how are you, man? What do you say? Dude, as a baseball fan and a Phillies fan, I'm surprised, and I know you just talked to the guy, but I can't believe you think he deserves to be in after what he did to the entire game. Oh, stop it with that shit. The fucking, right, let me, let, half the fucking see. guys out there are fucking doing every drug there is. Yes, half the, not, let's even say 90% are doing it. But let's, here's the thing. The guy lied to our faces and said, I never gambled, I never gambled. And then right before his book came out, he, was like, he said, what? You're goddamn right I gambled. He made a choice. He used the game to his advantage. And he's like, I never gamble. He's like, you know what? I want to sell books and make money. Well, make all the money you want. But you can't be in our club anymore because you shit all over the game that was so good to you for so long. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. It would be one thing if he, if he had the decency to lie to us like these other 90% of the drug users were talking about. It'd be one thing. But when he came out, slapped us in the face and said, yeah. Yeah, I gambled on the game. But I think he what eventually said that because of the shit that went down. But let me tell you something else. He never bet against this fucking team. He bet on his team. That's a guy that I'd want. That's a guy that I, that I would care about. How do you know? You believe him when he says he never... Let me tell you. I, I believe Pete 100%, Gino. 100%. Sometimes you're down a little gambling and you think it's a good idea to take $1,100 out on your Discover card cash advance. You know, you don't know these things. I, I just, I want to believe him, but I... I will say this. Unlike everybody that came behind him, you know that Pete's talent was his talent. And quite frankly, we don't even know that about Jeter, only because the age that he played in. Sure. You know? Yeah, it was just... You can't really trust anyone these days. And you talk about what happened to the game. What is the game anymore? Does it really... Do any records even matter? Completely with everything you said, but I'm saying from my perspective, that really hurt me, really annoyed me, really self-betrayed as a fan, is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? I don't even see you as a fan. I don't see you as a Phillies fan if you can't fucking back the guy who brought us the championship. I was there. I was watching in, in Bunnell, New Jersey, when the ball popped out of Boone's glove and Rose stuck And who was there? Did you, uh, did, did you ever see this play? It was in the World Series. Yeah. Fucking uh, Boone is running down to make just a, a fucking regular catch, yeah, right? Yeah. Just this yeah. little thing pops out of his glove, and Pete is standing next to him and snatches it. Holy shit! It was, Boone makes this know. catch nine hundred and ninety nine hundred thousand nine nine nine. Yeah, it's routine. It's beyond routine for him, and Pete's fucking backing him up. Here it is, right here. Look at this ball. Bounces. Oh, and God. Then, and not only does he catch it, he's up, looking around, and ready to play. Field. Unbelievable. Jesus. My dad would always call Bob Boone, Bad Boone. Oh, me and my brother Pete thought it was the funniest thing ever. Well, that is no, funny stuff. Good. All right, Gino, good to talk to you, buddy. Peace. Um, Here's Rob. Rob, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Uh, you know, Gino's not entirely wrong, but I, I disagree a little bit. The one rule that's in every clubhouse in Major League Baseball, written on every door, is against gambling. But with that being said, for that All-Star game they had in uh, 
Boston a few years ago where they brought out the 100 greatest players. They brought Pete Rose out on the field. Now, if they are willing to bring him out when it suits them, then in my opinion, he should be in the Hall of Fame. You can't have it both ways. You can't ban him forever unless you need him or want him. That, that's not how that works, and it's not fair. All right, here's Matt in Washington. Hey, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. What do you say, pal? Hey, no, I just wanted to, uh, you know, all that controversy stuff doesn't mean anything. If you're a kid growing up, as I was, Pete Rose was an idol. He came from the T League to minors back when they had it, and he worked his way all the way up to the majors. You know, that's that's a reason to like him one way or another, you know, despite what he did after his career. Uh, here's Steve. Steve in New York. You're on the run of first show. Hey, great interview. Uh, I'm just wondering, though, what is baseball afraid of? Uh, why are they afraid of Pete? Well, they're afraid of the gambling issue. Gino you know, brought up a very good point that the game has to rest in the fact that the people watching it have to believe that it's on the up and up. And any, no matter what the sport is, if there's any stench of gambling, it ruins it for the people at home. Whether it's boxing, horse racing, doesn't matter. That thought that, you know, this thing is now wrestling yeah. is frightening to any sport. Well, I mean, boxing's even did the worst by it because you know it's fucking rigged. You know, from from the, the current state of boxing, it's it. Well, they, you got so many people. You got the two guys. You got any of the judges. Yeah, the judge, you got yeah. the ref. You know, could go that way. I've heard. I just was talking to a friend of mine who uh, was telling me some stuff about football. I don't know what I can or cannot believe, but they swear that there's always players that are in the fucking. Take for this only because their careers are so short, yeah. Uh, and normally, some things come down to a play or two, sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's first, very interesting. I know one thing you bet money on a game, and it sure seems like it's fixed. <laughs> you, when you watch a game, it feels that way. I know that from experience. Here's uh, here's Mike. Mike, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say, back in the day when they were doing steroids, I thought the home run derby was so much better than it was last night. Well, that's the thing, you know. They're never going to get around any kind of new drug. Um You got to wonder why they just don't allow them to do everything. But the records don't mean. The one thing about baseball is that the records always used to mean something. Well, the only ones anyone ever really knew. I mean, now, what what matters? The old records. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyone breaking modern records, it just seems bullshit. DiMaggio's hitting streak still is a real record. Pete's uh, hits are still a record. No one could sit around and say what the fucking home run record is. I don't think it doesn't like up until when, when fucking McGuire and Sosa were fucking going at it. That was like sixty sixty one. That that was the number everyone knew. Now I think it's what seventy six is the fucking record. I'm probably wrong. I I, I it's not caring seventy five. But you're right. But do we care? Like we knew what fucking no, Roger Maris did. Think, yeah, we don't think it's a, a a true record. Yeah. 
But yeah, I remember. Well, I remember people even fought over the sixty sixty one because of the number of games. It was that great doc that came out, not doc the movie. Yeah, I guess you think everything's a doc. <laughs> um, here is uh, Lou. Lou, you're on the Ryan Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B, how you doing? Fantastic interview with Pete Rose. I uh, just wanted to chime my two cents in. Major League Baseball has to totally scrap the way that they in, uh, they induct these players into the Hall of Fame. There are so many athletes that are in the Hall right now that have done things worse to detriment the the name of Major League Baseball. Yet Pete Rose is not in it yet. There's dr- drug users, convicted felons. I mean, it, it's an absolute disgrace that they will not. The, let this the man point is game. that they didn't set out to hurt the game. Of baseball, so like hitting your wife is more acceptable to these guys than hurting the game of baseball. Yeah, they don't work for oh. the guy's wife; they work for baseball. Right. All right, I, I'll give you that. But for example, I'm an Atlanta Braves fan. Hank Aaron is one of my favorite players. Hank Aaron has come out and said that he has take he, he was taking amphetamines, which enhances his performance. Well, everybody, everybody who's ever played that long season has taken amphetamines to a fucking person, just about. It's understandable, but that that affects the game. It, it, it ends. How how could you let someone that was altering the way the game was played into the Hall of Fame when Pete Rose was also doing something else to change the game? Not let him in. Um, no, it's, they've always they used to call them greenies. Uh, in my neighborhood, we called them Christmas trees. Baseball players call them greenies, and they would eat them every single day. That was just speed. It was like a cup of coffee to them, you know. They, I mean, that that season is so fucking long and grueling. It's grind. It's you are playing a game half of every day, one out of every two day, days in the year. Jesus, in the whole year. Yeah. So you're playing every day. Of course, you're going to need a little pick me up, uh, George. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, guys. You know, I got to tell you, I think this is kind of bullshit. I, I know someone's always said this thing about speed, so I'll make this quick about the speed thing. You can't make up a decision. Oh, well, speed's okay, but steroids, that's that's questionable. If if anybody in the late 60s on was doing speed, then that makes that error on a bunch of jokes. But here's the thing. Forget that. How about this? You guys are acting like you, Ron, who I really respect, are acting like somehow these poor... Uh, players having to work regular jobs, you know, scummy, shitty jobs like all the rest of us have to work. What a shame and a horror. Uh, it's gross, bro. What are you fucking talking about? I'm the fact of the matter this. is there was so said, much money to be made. The money was being made at the same time. That's why, in the same way as if you had a computer programmer who was fucking working for Google and coming up with these multi-million dollar year things and then had to go out and work nights. Well, you know, the players were being fucked. I'm not questioning that. The owners are screwing them over. That's got nothing to do with acting like them having to do our job. You're a fucking moron, George. You're the stupidest fucking person I've ever had call this show. I never put down working the jobs. I'm saying here they are working this thing. And then have to turn around and get drinks for the fans because the fans are basically making more money than them. The people buying tickets to the fucking stadium. There's nothing wrong with being a bartender. I'm saying the fact that you have to go out and do that because they haven't given you enough money is crazy. Because you're the draw. (laughs) 
You're going to see him. How could you take that that I would fucking... Now I'm running down, uh, you know, the American jobs. Craziness. Um... Anyway, Showboat and Pete. We got a break here? Yeah, we need a break. So did you like being in the same room with him? Yes, I did. Yeah. That was really cool. Flipper was the only one who said that Pete's saying that to me. He said, imagine if you heard him saying that in the 1970s. He should have said that to me in the 1970s. Instead of fucking giving me the finger <laughs> off his thigh. Uh... Right back, Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. On Raw Dog. Raw Dog. show is Friday. Jim Florentine unmasked that starts uh, Friday, 2 o'clock here on the Run of Fez show, and then it'll be replayed all weekend long on Raw Dog. Uh, good article up on the iBang about Sam Tripoli. Uh, very, very funny guy. Who wrote this piece, by the way? That was Amy Hawthorne. She's really good, man. A lot of good writers uh, coming into the Interrobang now, uh, doing interviews, writing about different stuff, cool stuff. Amy Hawthorne, hot young kid, keep an eye on her. Uh, the article is M. Tripoli, very funny for adults. He does uh, a show, what does he call the show out on the West Coast? The Naughty Show? The Naughty Show, yeah. The Naughty Show, yeah. They co host Punch Drunk Sports Podcast. You can also follow Amy Hawthorne, the author of the article, at on Twitter, at Comedy Groupie. Thank you for that little extra uh, bit there for the people. Is that a new character? She has a, uh, a show at the stand called um, Stand Up on the Spot, the improvised stand-up show. The audience calls out topics, and then the comics riff on whatever they uh, they say. Florentine, Todd Berry, DeRosa, all have done it. But you can follow her on Twitter. Where exactly? At Comedy Groupie. At Comedy Groupie. Amy Hawthorne. Amy Hawthorne, if you'd like to take a look at her on Twitter. She sends messages of 140 characters. John Brooklyn. You're on the Run hey, of Fez show. Can we still, hey, a million bucks. Can we still talk about Pete Rose or... 
Sure, whatever you want to talk about. Well, I, well I, actually, I'm not, I'm interested to know uh, if Pete Rose uh, cast a cast a gaze at Shelby and what he might have said off off air. But <laughs> my personal uh, take on the whole Pete Rose thing is that you know it's actually the Baseball Writers Association of America that runs Cooperstown, and they're the cigar chomping, egg sucking dogs that are keeping Pete out. Yes, they're towing the line of Major League Baseball and Bart Giamatti, but if those guys who never played the game really wanted to let Charlie hustle in, they could let him in. Um, I disagree with that, you know, and I have to tell you, out of all the Hall of Fames, uh, I think it's the toughest to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame, just for those guys that you're talking about. I know a lot of guys uh, rip them, but it seems like pro football just swings open their fucking doors. Whatever. Who cares? What, Halls? Just besides Hall of Fame, Cooperstown. It's the only one that fucking people really care about. The Baseball Hall of Fame is the only important one. You're, you're, not, uh, you're not moved by Canton, Ohio. No, not at all. Like, great, you got in the Football Hall of Fame. Awesome, good for you, buddy. You think you I think give it's a fuck? A big deal to get no. In the football thing, I think it's a joke. I think no one should even go. Anyone, who, anyone who's fucking left, whose brain still works, to fucking figure out how to get to Canton. I, I'm very shocked by this thing that you're taking on. Fuck it, just don't even go. Their families should wheel them out there. I see those guys crying every year. They seem like they're really moved. They don't know where they are. NBA matters even less. Like they'll just if you it's die not a big early. Deal. It's not a big deal to them. Like, you'll never hear he's a Hall of Famer. They should just have a giant fucking... You know what they got into big? Remember when the people made the 50 or whatever? When they picked the 50 greatest? Yeah. It seems like people fought and were more proud of that like, than even Hall of Fame <laughs> yeah, status. I'd rather be on a list than be in the, in a, like a physical building hall. The hall should just be a giant... I don't even know where the basketball one is. No one does. The NBA doesn't. I'm sure it's- this is the truth, Chris. You have taken your point of view yeah. and acted like it's just complete reality it's a for fact. everyone. It's a fact. They should, if there is a fucking NBA hall, knock it down and put a giant bust <laughs> of fucking Michael Jordan's head. There you go. There's your Hall of Fame. That's the guy that people fucking care about. There you go. I don't know if I could pick Michael Jordan over Bill Russell as the greatest. Jordan gets it. But the NBA Hall of Fame, even like Drazen Petrovic, he played four years and died of a car accident, and then like twenty years later, they're like, "Yeah, we we feel bad. Put him in the Hall of Fame." Bullshit. Uh, Brooks Whelan, um not coming back for SNL. That's up on the iBank today. Um, funny kid, never really got his chance to click on the show. See more of like a stand-up. Character, like not like a character actor, like you need to be. Yeah, but you show. didn't get enough shots there. It's not like they gave him some shots and it didn't work out. It's just like it seems like he just didn't get on. I know a lot of funny people who did not click with that show. Like you could take the kicked off the show Hall of Fame, <laughs> and it's pretty goddamn strong. Yeah, like, they were not picked by them. Yeah, SNL. They, I gotta believe that they're gonna fire more people like the other dude that they hired like Milheiser or something who got on w- even less than like at least um Whelan like he was on Weekend Update doing bits a couple times like Twice. as like he would do like if he was a stand up and he had some characters but I don't think that other guy even had like one thing like he was just in the back every I don't sketch. know who the guy is show me a picture of him 
They brought in six featured he players. He loves to derail, this fucking kid. He we're loves to ne- just, whatever we're talking about, take it to a different place. I don't even recognize that kid. But you know what? You got to give him some shots. How do you know? I'm not on the show, but I think that like on that type of show, you kind of have to make your own luck. You have to write for yourself and not just wait for yourself. Yeah, but we sit around. And, like I said, I could I make up a list of people who didn't work out on that show. And it's a pretty goddamn hell of a show that we would put together after the fact. You know, but then there's people who like were on there for like eight years, and then afterwards you don't really hear anything. About so, what does that have to do with what we're talking about? Where are you taking these conversations? That it's just like a whole different thing of like it doesn't matter really how well it matters how fun you are, but if it's it's a whole different thing than just having your own show that you can't really tell going in by just natural ability. If you're funny on the street corner type of deal, that you have to like play within the system and write for yourself. And but it is a system, you know. what I mean, it is a crazy system. It's almost these days you have to uh, just have a good attitude. You know what I mean? Like you got to be funny and have some kind of team player attitude. Around in Wisconsin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I just wanted to say, this fight's been going on a real long, long time. Uh, everybody wants to vote in Cincinnati for Joe Nutsall to get into the Hall of Fame. But what about your best player that's way beyond that? I mean, you're talking a, a naturally talented, talented man. I could guess, yeah, President Bill Clinton, for crying out loud, to slept with more women than Pete ever Campbell. Mm, but not what? didn't sleep with more women than Pete. Hell no. Pete did all right in that category, too. But here's the thing. You know, if I think if years ago they would have reached out and said, you've learned, or, you know, there's some forgiveness. But I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine him getting in now while he's still alive. Because it's just went on too long, and he's battled back too much. Um, I I believe he belongs in the fucking Hall of Fame, really. Um, John, North Carolina, you're on the Run of Fez show. Whoops, let me try again. Go ahead, John. Hey, everyone has their favorite players. Everyone has their favorite teams, whatever. But the thing I love about baseball is when a little record happens that everyone's impressed by. And uh, the greatest one, I, and I was at the last game played in uh, Atlanta. The first games played, um, Felipe Lou and his brother got the first base hit back in the 60s for the visiting team and then the home team. 30 years later, Moises Alou gets the last base hit in Fulton County Stadium before they tore it down. It's the coolest little record, and no other sport has those records. And for... Well, first of all, I would argue that those aren't records. That's some um, well, happenstance. Okay, well, no, but yeah. I mean, it's something that takes place. You know, it's trivia. It's fun fact. Yeah, it's a fun fact. I'm not going to take that away from you. That's great. Okay. You're right. Um, was one of my favorite players because he would piss on his own hands. Oh, yeah. Didn't he want to strangle uh, Steve Bartman? Everyone should have strangled Steve Barton. <laughs> yeah, that... <Bastard>. that. <laughs> And then, you know, they went back and said, you know what? Now that we're looking at this, it doesn't even seem like Bartman did anything. I mean, the game was pretty much lost anyway. We had more time to take this thing home. Oh, that's poor bastard fucking town. 
<laughs> found a scapegoat to just fucking hate forever. Yeah, they did. Although, you know, even at the time, there were a lot of people sticking up for him. But Bartman always handled it classy. He just went back into the woodwork, never dealt with it again. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys would be doing commercials and shit, acting like they're dropping cheeseburgers. <laughs> I'm the guy. <laughs> yeah. You might remember me. Maybe I do need insurance. Shut up, fucko. There's snipers trained on me right now from across the street. I don't know what commercial that's going to be. Like, I don't know. Hey, did you guys see the real Peter Griffin up on the iBank? No, I didn't. All right. Put it up there, Shelby. Unless you want to derail us and start talking about other cartoons. You know, Yogi Berra. <laughs> uh, this guy looks like Peter Griffin. I'm waiting to hear him talk. Have you ever seen anybody look so much like a real life cartoon character? No, this guy's perffect. And yet it's imperfect. <laughs> Like, yeah, I guess it would be a terrible thing. I got news for you. He annoys me. This guy loves it. He's just telling old jokes. He's annoying the shit out of me. The world loves him. The, the world. The world. It's a fucking Comic Con. <laughs> You've now turned him into beloved by the planet Earth. The world loves this dude. Yeah. Um. Here's uh, here's Tom in Chicago. You're on the Ron Fez show. Whoops, Tom. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, guys, doing? Uh, great interview today. I was always under the impression, Ronnie, that um, Pete Rose bet on the game, yes, but he bet on his team to win. And if that's true, wouldn't that kind of um, make it okay? I mean, everybody bets on pool games and darts to win, not to lose. I would think, well, first of all, yeah. I think it's um I think it's telling but there's they're saying in their rules their bylaws you can't bet at all you can't even be associated around gamblers. Now it's kind of hypocrisy when you see how much gambling we have in this country uh not to mention how many fucking ball players play cards and shoot craps and you know, go to horse races. Yeah, that's that's perfectly acceptable. And fantasy sports is now. I mean, they, I, don't, I don't think people see it as gambling, but people are you know playing for money on fantasy sports, and it's it's like the, the, the it's inundated everything in sport is your fantasy uh, scores. I was so glad that we didn't play fantasy sports last year. Yeah, right. It, it was made, it made every weekend nicer because like fucking playing fantasy football. There's like so much hope at the beginning of the fucking weekend, but if you're having a bad weekend, which I did most, I just was in a bad mood. I was like in a yeah. dark, bad mood. I'm like, fuck this. This is stupid. I forget you would be glaring at people. God, I was fucking angry. You were terrible at it. Yeah, really bad. I even gave you my team, my undefeated team, and you fucking 
took us out of playoffs in no time. I should I should have fucking picked up Kaepernick. I picked up Russell Wilson. Or maybe it was the other way around. You're was, like an idiot. <laughs> they both had good seasons. First of all, you end. didn't need to pick up anyone. All you had to do was not touch your computer. I had that fucking thing set to win. There were bye weeks, though. There you were... could have taken the losses then. Rather than the shit that you did. Oh, how am I going to make up that one? Or not ended at all. When you were that stupid. I'm like, we can't even go on. <laughs> that was a very contentious season. A lot of crazy shit happened. You know, we're only like about a month away but from like that first Hall of Fame game. Yeah, I was thinking about that as the World Cup was ending. I was like, wait, what's next? Oh, shit. Football actually is within sight. You're not a baseball guy at all, huh? Well, baseball's there. I, I always I put games on every night, but you know it's like it's, it's just there for you. It's big of like there's a big sports events fucking happening. You need you need the juice of a playoff run. Love it. Love that sweet juice. I'm gonna just drink it all up like it's a milkshake. Just okay. give it to me. Let me gurgle it. Oh. It's cargle it, not gurgle it. I can't even start to fucking think of how many things you talk crazy about. Where's my sweet coke? The fridge is broken. There's nothing down there. There's, well, there's an upstairs. I didn't know if you wanted me to run all the way up there or not. No. Yes. Oh my okay. god, fucker! <laughs> I don't care where you run. You fucking useless little prick. And you don't run, by the way. You fucking at the most swagger. We saw that asshole going to catch up with uh, Molly, and he was walking so slow. Oh. I'm like, he's never going to catch him. Then he fucking makes a call to her and says, stop, just stop. Please. Don't go it so was fast. It's like the least romantic scene you would see in any movie. Like, it, <laughs> instead of like running to the airport and catching her before she got on the plane, just calling her. Um, just come walking outside the airport. That's... I'm going to be out there. I want to talk to you. I didn't think you'd want me to run upstairs, he says. Look how you fucking raised him. You've done a terrible job as a mother. Nah, I would be a terrible mother. But look, he should know. Fucking go upstairs. You should teach him. Yeah. You should teach him not to come back with nothing, saying, I don't think that you'd m want to make me go upstairs. I'm Let lazy. Alone we have a fucking elevator here. Yeah, you could be going up there in style. <laughs> <laughs> Man, have you noticed how hot and sweaty the elevators are here? Uh, it's like getting into a fucking pizza oven. I mean, they're fucking horrible in the morning when there's, there's 12 people in there stopping nine times. I despise those. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they've been working on the elevators uh, up here for All at least a month. All the live long day. For a month. What are they working on? I don't know. I heard they're like starting to start replacing the elevators. That's That was scuttlebutt, I heard, in the halls. Yeah. You're just going to have fucking ropes. you got to hold on to when they pull you up. <laughs> Every day is going to be like diehard. And that'd be exciting. I think I'd go down for more smoke breaks if it was like that. Yeah. Of course it's like getting into a, uh, a fucking pizza oven is going to make Ronnie B quotes. Of course it is. Never have to worry.
<clears throat> people won't stop calling over the fucking Pete thing. People huh? feel really Enough. strongly. Pete, Jesus Christ. They really care this about may, him. This is why I tried to tell you and Davey Mack, do a real fucking sports show, you know? Not talking to like a sports call, who would you like to jizz on, I mean, that, that, but a real one. That people topic, are passionate about it. Topics never come up. I was watching PTI last night. Those two guys who do not follow soccer at all, <laughs> down to the point like before they took their break, they said no one cares about soccer, <laughs> even in other countries. But they took the fucking beating on Messi last night. Really? They <laughs> fucking killed this poor prick. That's great. It's fucking funny to watch. Just fucking destroy him. They're like, how can you be the MVP and have zero effect in the game? <laughs> That was where they gave the golden ball. Well, who else would you have given it to? You watched all the games. I don't know the guy's name. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear. Thank you for proving me right again. <laughs> what was the that. fucking word you made up? Clutchability. Clutchability. When you see the clutchability on this man. But do you know what I, you know what I'm talking about when I say that clutchability? The ability to fucking work in a clutch situation and work well, might I add. The fucking guy's 3,000 hit was a home run. You ought to sell Jeeps. It's the clutchability that you're going to love. <laughs> Fuck that automatic shit. What are they yelling about out there? Is Jesus party? Christ. Is there a party, Shelby? What is it, the halls? We can't wait for this Thursday's halls. Huh? Yeah. At Ron and Fez XXM on Instagram. You can catch up in about a minute the entire season. <laughs> That seems sad. No, it's not. All it's, the work it's, everyone put into it, and you can catch up in about a minute. It's it's not sad. It's just new and different. That's all. I fucking love Instagram. You know? Yeah, it's great. I'm not on it, but I love it. <laughs> They're like fish. You love fish. You no. wouldn't turn your head if they were playing. No, I hate fish. We established that earlier today. Oh, I thought you meant deep fried fish. Because you get agita. Yeah, but still good, though. Do you really love Instagram? Do you know how many people that? have written to me? Are you going to send that interview to your dad where he says you know what you're talking about? That's sweet. Everyone knows that my dad's going to love that. They don't have to say to him, see that? I should start calling Pete every Sunday. Going over things with him. Watch yourself. Your dad like baseball? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved it. Watch games every single night. He was a Mets guy or Yankees guy? Yankees guy. You guys just betrayed Queens like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bunch of fucking losers in Mets town. <laughs> but still, that's your town. <laughs> The only, that's, that's the only look, team that Queens has. The story is cut from a different fucking cloth than the rest of that shitty borough, okay? They're out in Flushing where it's just awful. Have you ever seen Willits Point, the yeah. fucking town around it, where there's no gutters? There's They just built chop shops on top of dirt, and there's no fucking paved roads? No one wants to go out there. It's shitty. God, kill yourself if you're a Mets fan. Why would you even go to those games? You realize you live in Astoria, not Palm Beach, right? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a fucking sewage system in Astoria. But seriously, you're the first hoity-toity person from Astoria I've ever met. It's great. You can I, just take the train right to the stadium. You don't have to drive on these. Now, you ever see guys like Seinfeld? It seems like, oh, he's a Mets fan. Oh, he's a Yankees fan. He's back and forth. Yeah, I don't I like that. You. Yeah, it's like, just pick. Come on, stay consistent. 
You go to Mets games, love the Mets games. So when they actually do win, if that ever happens, you look like the man. At this point, just wishy-washy. You know, Chris Rock, I see him at the Mets games on the screen where they do like the personalized message, but I could totally see him doing one for the Yankees as well. But here's the thing. The Mets have not won an embarrassing amount of, you know, World Series. How many they got? Three? Three, yeah, or two. And they've only been around since 1960. Yeah, 69, and then what, 86? 86. Yeah, that's just two. All right, just two. That's not terrible. Yeah, but they just look so much worse because they're in New York next to the Yankees. So it just it just it, it gives them a fucking some sort of complex. But yeah, we're in New well, York. Well, because too. when they started, they were the worst team in baseball. Yeah. But then within what nine years, they fucking won. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of lovable. I don't love them. I think it's I think it's a fucking joke. It's hysterical. They they and then and whenever they have their they, they like coming into the season like holy shit we have all these young arms and they're just falling left and right. Just I love it when they think they got something going and it, it, it always falls apart. Everybody needs Tommy John surgery these days though. You know what I would love if Pete Rose would have turned to you and said you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> not you, him. Not you. <laughs> you're stupid. I Thanks, can't Pete. leave here without clarifying who I was pointing to. I don't want you to get in the back of your fucking head. That was really annoying that you had your goddamn Yankees cap on in front of him. Hey, you got, I, hey, look, what, I got. What do you not respect? How could you respect me for fucking? If not, if I didn't run in front of him, I don't respect you. Oh, because you lied about fish, <laughs> and you lie about your alcohol and drug intake. Oh, that I don't lie about. You lie about the house is what you do. Sure, I like to fucking rest. <laughs> I like to take it easy. If, <laughs> you know? No shit. <laughs> I know you like to take it easy. I work with you. <laughs> My fucking muscles have atrophied. Fez, what's up with you today? Your arm hurt? I am in so much pain. Ron, will you do the surgery right now? Mm, Instead okay. of me waiting a week. If you did ever go to a fish show, which fuck you, I, I don't know if you have or not, could you enjoy it without drugs? I well, hold on. I was about to say I have once because I, I went to some fish shows once, but I was in rehab at the time, like an outpatient. So first of all, you didn't go to the fish show; you went to the supermarket, <laughs> <laughs> and you still smoked half a joint. And uh, no, but I still drank. So like, I, I and I didn't, but I didn't do any drugs. So I I don't think I've ever I've never been to a show sober. Well, then I took some whippets, because you can't blood test for that. <laughs> See? I found a way around them. So the only reason for your sobriety was uh, blood test? Yeah, because I was yeah I was getting pissed, pissed and blood test every week. Mm. You're a classy guy. <laughs> it was court-ordered. It wasn't like I felt like I was really trying. I didn't let this asshole in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and Pete can't get in. Uh, what do we need to plug here before we uh, skeets? Jim, Flor Jim yeah. Florentine Unmasked, this Friday at 2 p.m. on the Ron and Fez show. Premiere, motherfucker. That's it. Sam Tripoli article on the iBang. We talked about that earlier. Yeah, but he never gave away how we can find the writer's um, Twitter, you stalking bastard. I believe, I believe it. That was the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life, and he went into that. If you guys want to talk to the writer, attack comedy groupie. <laughs> it's at the top of the article. So what? You're a creep. What does that got to do with anything? Be a creep, man. I mean, you could promote the show that she's doing down at the stand instead of, like, just uh, follow around on Twitter and, you know, 
ask for fucking topless pictures or whatever <laughs> weird shit you stalkers do. We gotta get out of here, Chris. Yeah, we we out. We out. <laughs> you heard us, motherfuckers. We out. Uh, that's the end of my show. Dog. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the Ron and Fez show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.